The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio Digital Media. Brought to you by Brown and Wood, Buick GMC, Cadillac and Mazda. Hey Pirate Nation, this is Tom Brown from Brown and Wood Buick GMC Truck. We've been serving the Pirate Nation in Eastern North Carolina for 83 years. We have four brands, three generations, two showrooms, and one goal to make sure you leave a happy customer. We're located on Greenville Boulevard next to the Convention Center or shop us online at brownandwoodauto.com. The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. You can paint this with purple. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Hello and welcome into a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio studios and coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We are on 1250, We are live on PR 927 fm.com and we are also available to watch on facebook live and on twitter i just did that intro while posting an inappropriate gif on twitter regarding east carolina basketball because john moody who i'm sure is tuned into the show right now notified me that east carolina and oklahoma are going to be in prime time during feast week on espn2 or espnu when the pirates take on oklahoma so That'll be like the biggest stage ECU basketball has been on since the CIT. Maybe bigger than that. You know what this means. What does it mean? Watch along. Oh, Thursday, November 18th. Watch along at seven o'clock East Carolina versus Oklahoma in hoops. It'll be one of Porter Moser's first games as head coach of the Sooners. Joe Dooley and his new Pirates taking the court. So we're already bypassing football. We're ready for hoops. (laughs) But we got a lot of football talk to get to on today's program, and we'll do it with the voice, Jeff Charles. He'll join us on the Fixed NC Live line later on on today's show. We will talk some hoops because the NBA draft is coming up on Thursday night. We'll uh, talk about what the Charlotte Hornets are going to do with Spencer Percy from the BuzzBeat podcast. He'll join us to talk about the Hornets having the 11th pick. Who is out of reach for Charlotte? In that top 11, who does Spencer think the Hornets will have a chance to grab and will grab with that 11th pick as they try to improve their roster, And which, look, they should have been in the playoffs last year. They were in that stupid play-in game tournament deal uh, and completely folded down the stretch. But they got some pieces. They'll try to add to it Thursday night. We'll talk about it with Spencer Percy. Got a couple of former Pirates joining me in Hour 3 of today's show. Bryce Williams will make his weekly appearance, the former Pirate tight end. And also former ECU wide receiver Will Bland, who is now the head football coach of the J.H. Rose Rampants. He'll be in studio as well. So looking forward to a fun hour number three of today's show. So that's the guest lineup. Shirley Rhodes is somewhere. Chandler Honeycutt is there. How you doing today, Chandler? Doing pretty good. Uh, doing double duty. Having to do double moment. duty right now, but we'll get through it uh that we will joining us in studio uh, we'll be able to get through this hour it's going to be a very emotional hour (laughs) because nolan knight is making his last appearance on pirate radio live live in studio at least yeah we might uh we'll lob a phone call out to nolan if we need uh 
if there's some kind of Alabama perspective. It could happen. Yeah, in the future. Uh, But Nolan Knight is leaving WNCT Channel 9 and heading to Huntsville, Alabama. And Nolan, we uh, appreciate your time today on the show before you split town oh i appreciate you bringing me back in here one last time it's the best text to receive to start a week is when clip rock sends you a text and asks if you're available to come in well the second best is when you say yes i can instead of i'm golfing with some buddies yeah so no you you would often text me when <laughs> you had something like, going on yeah <laughs> all the time yeah and so i think i only came on three or four times but yeah i loved coming in it's a blast well good man we're glad you could do it uh and congratulations to you i mean look you're in a um, job market that's a lot like coaching where a little bit i uh, like to call it kind of like minor league baseball <laughs> when you start in like a really small market and then you yeah. move up to like a you know single a double a market yeah. and then you, you keep going up until you're in triple a and then the majors and the majors would be you being a sports director which is uh what you're landing right the job yeah, so it's uh not only is it you know kind of moving up in terms of market sizes but i'm also getting a promotion to sports director so i'm off of the weekends for the first time since before college because when i was in school i was doing stuff on the weekends as well so i'm pretty excited to have a saturday off more than once a year so yeah that's (laughs) that's the uh, best part that would be nice selling point uh so yeah nolan how long were you uh here in greenville two years almost um to the dot i I think i started like my starting was the seventh and um i think i like put in my two weeks on the 10th so okay it was almost two years to the dot and it it was awesome here i i you know i'm close to this area i'm from suffolk virginia just up the road like an hour and a half and um so it was such an easy decision to come here and, and work with brian who's obviously been in the business for over 30 years and um to learn underneath him and to you know be a part of a, a passionate area for sports i mean east carolina fans are are unlike any other in a market similar to you know market 100 like it's like wilmington and other areas like that and greenville just stands so far ahead of the rest with the passionate sports culture that's here and so it was it was such a blast to be here and it's honestly bittersweet to be leaving uh john moody tune in on facebook live says good to see dabo swinney in studio have you ever got that before not at all they said you're a dead ringer hey i'm seeing it now davos you know he's like he's a guy he's a guy's guy i I don't mind that comparison we got a little davo in here uh so nolan knight heading to huntsville alabama now will you be covering the tide uab where is huntsville compared to everything so huntsville is northern alabama it's two hours south of nashville and what's kind of interesting it's like kind of right in the middle of the country it's more north than wilmington north carolina is or jacksonville north carolina in terms of if you're looking at the latitude my brain doesn't yeah yeah. that kind of blew my mind as well so like the temperatures will be kind of the same um i think the culture there it seems like a growing area um the fbi has a big headquarters there as does nasa so like that's a a big thing i know you like minor league teams so they're called the rocket city ever heard of the rocket city trash pandas oh yeah trash pandas. yeah so they uh that's a big thing for the station i'm going to are the the trash pandas i'm pretty sure that they broadcast their games and then uh obviously it's sec country and i've never actually been to alabama and i don't know if anyone out there has but everyone says that it's alabama or auburn so i think that's kind of the forefront for everybody 
so are you is that athens georgia there or is that a different athens no georgia is <laughs> okay is east i was about to say Alabama. yeah okay there's georgia uh so yeah you are yeah you're kind of on your your own island there yeah. but you'll be able to get to birmingham birmingham's like an hour and a half uh yeah. tuscaloosa's i think uh about two auburn is a bit further uh southeast i think that's more like three hours but th- well, the way it kind of works is um they will be covering uh alabama crimson tide games which i'm so excited for i've already put in my uh credential request for the chick-fil-a kickoff game in and the georgia dome between alabama and miami week one so nice. <laughs> i'm stoked for that and uh obviously all the home games and if they make a run in the college football playoff those games so you know being a sports broadcaster my favorite days on the job are the ones at the ecu football games or at the ecu basketball games like going to raleigh for nc state east carolina was my favorite day that i've worked here and so like the cover being at the big events and on the sidelines and feeling the energy are the best days so getting more opportunities to do that on even a, a bigger stage no offense to you know east carolina athletics but alabama's pretty a large fan base so yeah you could argue be, being a being a part of, of that will be a lot of fun and i'm excited for it uh robert asked lake Lakeland High School, Kings Fork, or Nansmond River? I went to Lakeland. Uh, a proud Lakeland Cavalier. Okay. Uh, you know, I was a... Uh, Robert knows his Suffolk, you know, Virginia high school. I was apparently. a nice uh, three, three-star recruit in high school, you know. What sport? One star in basketball, one star in football, uh, and one star in soccer. You're not a dad. Why are you telling that dad <laughs> joke? That's pretty good. A three-star <laughs> recruit. So, uh, yeah. So, you had your uh, letter jacket? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I was uh, a big... Uh, I was obsessed with athletics, and uh, <laughs> there was no other option in terms of a career choice, and it seemed to have worked out. You mentioned the passion of the the Pirate fans around here, and it's great to have people that care, Nolan, and people care about their high school athletics around here. People care about their Little League baseball People around care here. about sports a lot, and um, in, in this area, it's, it's so important to give that coverage out because you can't find – Conley JHRO's highlights on your phone and on the ESPN app. You, you can't get the score. You, you can't see. Or I guess this coming week, you can watch the Greenville Little League team play on ESPN Plus. But with that being said, local sports are so important. And, you know, I'm not going to shout anyone out or, or put bad on anyone, but in some parts of the country, local sports coverage is starting to uh, lose its spot on the wall some part of the county yeah well that as well but it's not just happening there it's kind of what i wanted to get at and um and it's unfortunate and i'm upset about it as someone that cares a lot about local sports coverage and uh, about the medium that me and you are in in local sports media and um you will continue to get that at WNCT, even though I'm leaving. Brian Bailey obviously still is there and getting ready for his Touchdown Friday show. Yeah. And they're expecting a great show. Kelsey O'Donnell is still there to help <clears throat> out with sports. So things are still full speed ahead at WNCT. And it is unfortunate that um, some decisions are being made to not put local sports in the position that it should be. And look, we're Pirate Radio. We're ECU first. I love to talk national sports, pro sports, but Monday we had Corey Scott on from Greenville Little League. Yesterday we talked to Gene Briggs, who's the coach of Greenville Babe Ruth, and today we'll talk to Will Bland, who's the head coach at J.H. Rose. So as much as we talk collegiate... When's, when's Coach Bland coming in here? Uh, he'll be here in the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, I'm, I'll probably miss him. He's been the... If I had to shout any coach out, Will Bland's been awesome uh, to yeah. us at WNCT. He's yeah. the man. He was... Uh, great to talk to when he played here at ecu and still is he's uh 
uh great guy and apparently a good football coach because they were really good in the spring it's he's got a funny coaching strategy i've seen him do an interview during a game like that's how laid back he is during a game i literally watched him do an interview with two minutes left on the clock in the fourth quarter and that's just kind of how he is that is uh, i went out to a practice to get some video of him coaching and they were running everything and he was messing with equipment yeah (laughs) he's got his hand in everything over there exactly All right, so, uh, yeah, Will Bland will join us later on the show along with Bryce Williams in hour number three. So, uh, Nolan Knight, I meant to talk about this uh, later in the show, but we kind of just ran over it all. Uh, By the way, the the folks this is going to affect the most is our uh, older audience, Nolan. My parents are upset that you're leaving. That is, I texted you this, that is the nicest compliment that I've gotten here. (laughs) Because if someone's upset you're leaving, then they enjoyed watching you. There's a lot of 60-somethings that are upset Nolan Knight. Sometimes I would think that just nobody watched because I wouldn't get any emails or or messages saying, good job, but I wouldn't get any bad ones either. So I I did my best to do well, and I would, you know, I'm sometimes often – you know, we'll mess up a word here and there. So I'm thankful that that they still watch despite me, uh, you know, kind of messing up some words every once in a while. That's interesting. Would you rather get no feedback at all or one message that says you suck? You know, the only I, I got about three messages. I think they were from three different people. It could have all been the same person. Guess what they were all about? What's that? Something I covered. Um, some local sports. I know. Uh, it was it was my lack of nascar coverage oh and i put nascar on the show every week because i like nascar i'm a nascar fan i like racing in fact and so that one really hurt me because i felt like i went out of my way to put some nascar on that so, is a classic uh yeah. viewer listener complaint <laughs> yeah i go got hit with that this week where he put up a baseball article yeah i saw that on facebook and it said uh what uh cover football nobody cares about baseball we want football articles and he's got <laughs> that's like all he's done one baseball article sandwiched in between 24 football articles so that's just the way it is all right um i tell you what let's uh let's take a break we'll get to the rundown when we return nolan we will talk about a pirate who is on the watch list joining rajay davis who is also on a college football award watch list conference realignment We had a question out on social media today. What would you like to see done uh, conference realignment-wise, and particularly with the Big 12? Who would you like to see the Big 12 uh, and and AAC kind of merge together as a super conference? So we'll look at some of those responses. We'll get your thoughts on it, Nolan. Also, uh, Shirley Rhodes has a minor league baseball update and a summer ball update regarding East Carolina Pirates. We'll talk NFL training camps. Aaron Rodgers spoke today. And uh, Olympics as well. I bet against USA Basketball last night. Did they play Iraq or Iran? Anybody? Iran. Okay. I had Iran plus 44 and a half, and I did not win because USA won by like 55. That, so. that seems unpatriotic. <laughs> it really does. It's sad to say, although if you've watched USA Basketball recently, you can understand why I would uh, go against the uh, the Americans. All right, so we'll uh, talk about all that when we return with Nolan Knight. We're back with you after this. You're listening. 
listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is A.J. McMurphy's. A.J. says daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio. Perfect for some outdoor dining. There's something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia with our very own Clip Brock on Wednesday nights. And uh, AJ says live music every Friday and Saturday, of course, with no cover charge and brunch every Sunday. Make today an AJ's day. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Brock. All right, we'll be having some fun tonight at AJ McMurphy Sports Trivia at 8 o'clock. So come on out. Have a good time. I'll be there. Chandler Honeycutt is probable. Uh, to make an appearance, so uh, we'll be having fun. Um, did I say Rajay Davis last segment instead of Rajay Harris? So it's not Raji, Raja, or Raja. It's Rajay. Uh, his entire recruitment uh, to East Carolina, I called him Rajay Davis because of the old baseball player for the A's. And Stephen Igo just tweeted Rajay Davis, uh, so maybe I said that mistakenly. But nobody corrected me here. I, I didn't, didn't catch it. it. I didn't catch it either. Okay, it's funny good. you say that, though, because our uh, web editor at, at WNCT posted an article and said that name, too, and I had to fix it. So that's that's a common thing that's been happening. Well, he around. is an athlete, uh, Rajay Davis, and, you know, Rajay Harris. Uh, yeah, Igo says I did say that. So my apologies to – it's not Davis. It's not Harass. Davis. It's not Harus, it's Harris. My apologies. Not right. Davies. Not Davies. Uh, it's also not LeBeau's, Shirley. <laughs> Let's relive a weird moment from the show yesterday real quick. What was going on, Chandler? Like, I know it's Lubbock, but when I went to go, <laughs> like, when I went to go do Mike Oresco's voice, in my head it just said Lubos. Let's hear that real quick. I got to relive Lub- that. Lubos. It's such a nice sound. <laughs> hit, the, hit the whole thing, Shirley. <laughs> Hit the whole uh, uh, Mike Oresco. Oh, the, you got yeah. the Mike Oresco is getting the pinpoints for Texas Tech. Lubo is such a nice sound. What? <laughs> what did you just say? How do y'all do the Mike Oresco? Well, no, no, no. What did what did Lubbock? <laughs> what did you? L- Lubos? <laughs> he said Lubo. <laughs> what is Lubos? <laughs> All right, cut it, Charlie. Yes, Diana. <laughs> what Lubos? It, my. <laughs> my brain like jumped the tracks because i know it's love it. i thought you were trying to say like new mexico lobos or something yeah i don't know uh, yeah anyway nolan knight is here uh let's get to our rundown today chandler and we have another pirate on the watch list and that is why i brought up uh rajay harris earlier because he's on the doke walker watch list uh john young i want to call him john young because the two ends in his first name messes mm-hmm. with my brain a little bit, a little bit. Uh, but he has been named to the Ray Guy watch list for the best punter in the nation. You know what? Just like I said, Rajay Harris will not win the Doug Walker because of Keaton Mitchell, and they are going to both have great years. I don't think Harris is going to get enough carries and looks because of uh, Keaton Mitchell and the other backs ECU has. The Pirates have multiple punters yeah. as well Luke they, they used uh, both as well a bunch last year yeah so i don't know if john young is gonna have enough stats does he still have his mustache uh that is a great question hopefully because we he can should answer be on the that. watch list for best mustache in college football if he does we I need agree. like the uh what we have surely like the tom Selleck award who would the best mustache don mattingly 
I, Tom, it's got to be Tom Selleck. It's got to be Tom Selleck yeah, because that's, that's probably the most famous mustache there is. Yeah. I mean, that I can think of anyway. Freddie Mercury, Mike Ditka. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ditka's, yeah. He yeah, had a pretty Ditka. unique, like a. His was, uh, I would say, not as wide, but thicker. Yeah, it was the yeah. Like, thickest maybe of all time. Thick boy, uh, Mike Ditka with the mustache. All right, so uh, congratulations to John Young being on that watch list. We will continue to watch the watch list for you. Uh, conference realignment. Nolan, uh, this thing has gotten out of control. Yeah. And Do you like it? No. Yeah, well, I don't either. From... I didn't understand no, it. No, I don't first. like it from any angle. I don't like it from the ECU angle because it feels like we're going to always be left out. And if this thing is moving towards the four 16 team super conferences, I don't think that's a good thing for East Carolina. Also, just as a traditional sports fan, I don't like it. I hate it. I couldn't understand it at first, but after more speculation and going through it over my mind i understand it a little better i never understood why texas would want to try to join a harder conference where they couldn't win eight games in the big 12 it, to begin with it's not about the competition it's about the money, money. and yeah yeah I, I said that too like if i'm lincoln riley steve sarkeesian i'd rather play uh kansas exactly. than lsu and so it's more about you know maybe it's with the nil maybe that pushed it further into that direction as well whoa, 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 whoa. they're getting money we need more money yeah exactly <laughs> they can't make more money than us i don't know yeah i don't know how to look at it in an east carolina standpoint in a virginia tech fans standpoint and it it's alarming and i think everyone you know i've read articles that this was going to happen for five years just like everyone else has but i don't think anyone expected a power five conference to dissolve for it to happen i think everyone thought it was going to be you know the american and the conference usa would a couple of those teams would get poached and then we'd have five really big conferences mm-hmm. not one of the five just disappearing yeah, like a big boy taking from a big boy so to speak but sec is is so far and above everybody uh, in the football world which football is driving all this stuff uh nobody even has cares up, yeah, about basketball. basketball or anything and oklahoma's have a solid culture for basketball as does texas they spend a lot of money on uh what's the coach's name smart who are we talking about the texas basketball coach uh was Beard, that BCU? chris beard oh shaka smart shaka and smart. chris beard yeah. took over this offseason yeah there you so, go. uh they have uh put some resources into their basketball program uh so that is going on we had a uh poll question on pirate radio today just about what would you like to see happen with you know the AAC and the Big 12. So the nightmare scenario, I think, for ECU is if the Big 12 stays together and starts poaching a Houston, a Cincinnati yeah. away from the American. What we need to happen, for our standpoint, is the Big 12 to dissolve and Kansas and Iowa State go to the Big 10. The Pac-12 comes in and gets like a Texas Tech and... Tell me Baylor's interested. Baylor. Uh, ACC grabs West Virginia. And then what we can do is the American... Oklahoma State's a big boy, I think, still. That's going to get some offers from those conferences. But if we could nab the rest of them uh, and, and bring them into our league, then that would be a, a positive thing. But do you have the poll answers? Um, yeah, and, and the question is, which teams... From the AAC and the Big 12, would you take in a merger? So it's. I mean, would you be. I mean, it's almost. What if. Because I have a hard time seeing East Carolina stay, like staying in a big conference if it's the Big 12 taking Cincinnati's and, you know, the, the bigger schools. They're not going to come looking at ECU. Yeah. 
so, so this is like if mike oresco if the big 12 does start to dissolve and mike oresco makes the power play and is somehow able to bring how many teams are in the in, conference right now and which league in the american i believe 11 now that uh uconn so we'll, we'll say to add three well let's get to 16 is that what uh the big that's what the sec is okay so that's five teams yeah that's tough so, <laughs> yeah i i mm. redbeard wants to bring in kansas so we can beat them up in football i just get destroyed in hoops he said they would be the new yukon pretty much <laughs> which is a good call kansas would be um a, a great team to add that's one that's and you know for most of these conferences you think about location but the americans all over the country as is already so everything's been thrown out the window in our lifetime as far as like location it was about markets it was about putting rutgers in the big 10 and at a time putting south florida in the big east Mm -hmm. just because of like the tampa market or whatever the only conference that well the sec's kind of stuck with it yes has the pac-12 they've gone out to missouri a little bit but no you're right the acc's definitely i mean i think they're landlocked if i'm not mistaken and they are they going to go after like a West Virginia at this point? But, but the only reason I think they wouldn't take West Virginia, and this is no slight to any West Virginia fans, but the um, the academic side of things is they don't fit the the culture of the rest of the ACC because most of the institutions in the ACC kind of put that on a pedestal as one of the reasons they are a great conference. I I just don't know if that even matters anymore. And I agree with you on yeah. that. But that would be the only reason I see that that didn't happen. So now that Brian Bailey's not your boss anymore, you can trash his uh the state he was born in, West Virginia. He's from Bluefield, which is <laughs> there's a Bluefield West Virginia and a Bluefield Virginia. They're, uh, they're split uh, down, really? down the city line, so okay. you could call them Virginia as well. <laughs> um, I spent some time in Bluefield, so I know it well. <clears throat> Redbeard says add West Virginia, Texas Tech, Kansas. He says TCU can bleep off. They left uh they left the American once. They shouldn't get welcome back. <laughs> hey, love it or leave it. They left it. They're not coming back. Uh Grayson says you take five to get to sixteen. Uh, and you take West Virginia, Baylor, Oklahoma State, Iowa State, and Texas Tech. I mean, look, we're talking dream scenarios at this point because with the ESPN deal the AAC has in place, if you add the defending national champion basketball Baylor Bears, programs like Oklahoma State, Iowa State's a top 10 team heading into uh, this football season, Texas Tech, West Virginia, I mean, the American is still a major player in college athletics at that point. Again, this is like the best case scenario. And it though. was already, it's not like we're talking about the Conference USA building up, but the American was already, you know, calling themselves the Power Six and arguably the sixth best conference in college football. Phil Steele said yesterday that once again, the AAC is by far the best group of five, quote unquote, exactly. league. With the new playoff proposal, I know it's not official yet, but I think everyone wants it to be official. Yeah. Was it the Was it four conference champions or was it five conference champions? It was because of its five. Because you had the Power Five, so if we don't have one of those Power Fives, the Americans, the new best conference, wouldn't they get an automatic bid with their conference champion? No, uh, it was the top four ranked teams that won their conference championship would get is? a buy. But then it would go to. You know what? I haven't is, talked about this, is this in so long. old news now dealing with, with newer news. Cause yeah. Things are in the air. I mean, it's things are so different over the, the past two months. And I liked the first first difference maker, but this one I'm not as big of a fan of. Yeah. Uh, this is, and 
do you think that texas and oklahoma are really going to play it out in the big 12 and not join the sec until 2026 or whatever i hadn't seen that number that seems surprising it, why would they wait that's their grant of rights tv deal they're oh, really? logged into if they get out of that they have to pay a boatload of money with 16 teams in a conference think how little you would play at the teams in your conference i mean you probably play one a team once every eight years yeah and it's not about even the conference loyalty or anything anymore it's just about propping it's up the best schools you money. can yeah the schedules and, and you're talking football specifically like yeah. especially right mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not even going to see those guys. I mean, uh, it's like in the ACC, Virginia Tech only plays Clemson once every four years, and it seems like forever when, when if they ever do match up. I think it's like State and Duke are very yeah, uh, rare they've opponents. Hard, they've only played like five times since 2000. Yeah. That old thing was set up so Miami and Florida State could play in the championship every year, and neither one <laughs> has been has done anything. Yeah. So um, uh, the I want to find the format for that 12 12- team deal it's as an acc fan i am excited that it was uh the big 12 that happened because i could have very very easily saw a scenario where it was florida state and clemson going to the sec yeah true um but right now the acc looks to uh to be intact and also have uh an opportunity to potentially add more teams we'll see what they do all right uh we'll move on from the the conference realignment talk uh, you can chime in on our polls on Facebook and on Twitter on our social media sites. Also, check out our new episode of Pirate Radio Trivia, which is available on our YouTube page. We uh, recorded that and posted that yesterday. Good uh, good battle between John and Steven, a couple of ECU alums. Those are fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, you play along at home. Yeah, see how you would do. It actually is exciting. You suggested during the break we should have done a Knight versus Feldman uh, matchup. Maybe we can do that via Zoom in the future. <laughs> you guys will be so excited that we are not here anymore once once we're both officially gone. I know Feldman's already moved. <laughs> well, look, Feldman <laughs> is a polarizing figure. I think you are uh, you got a pretty good approval rating. Feldman just, he moves the needle, though. No he way. does. I would, you know, my whole attitude is kind of laid back yeah and so i think it's easy to not hate me he's a little more abrasive (laughs) yeah a little bit (laughs) all right uh shirley Rhodes, can we get a minor league slash summer ball update uh for some former pirates yes you can hold on one second i gotta get my yes you uh, can yes you can um in the minor leagues we only had a couple of players that actually uh, played last night jarell cotton uh, pitched an inning for the Round Rock Express. They lost to the Reno Aces 10-6, to but uh, he did allow one run on three hits. He walked one and struck out three. Alec Burleson went one for three last night. Unfortunately, Springfield could not push across a run. They were shut out by the Arkansas Travelers 4-0. Spencer Brickhouse uh, played for the Hillsborough Hops last night. He did not register a, a hit, but he did draw two walks. They lost to the Tri-City Dust Devils 6-1. to one. So that's our minor league My report. My favorite part is Charlie saying the team names. <laughs> yes. And, uh, well, you're not going to get them here in the uh, in the uh, summer league because half the time I can't figure out who they play because they only put, like, the mascot and not the full team name. So okay. I have no idea who they play half the time. So in the Cal Ripken League, Riley Johnson – had an excellent game last night for the Bethesda Big Train. He was four for five with four RBIs wow. as Bethesda whooped up on whoever the heck they played last night, 14-4. <laughs> uh, Cape In the Cape Cod League, uh, 
the Bourne Braves played, and of course, uh, Jake Agnos and Josh Moylan played for that team. Zach. Huh? Zach Agnos. Oh, I did. Yep. I sure did put I Jake you've, Agnos. You've been perfect Zach Agnos. All summer until now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what I was doing that. Zach Agnos went 0 for 4. Josh Moreland went 2 for 3. However, they lost last night 13 to 2 in the Coastal Plains League. Nick Logish uh, pitched on Saturday in a loss. However, he had a decent outing. Decent. Two and a half, uh, two and two thirds innings pitched. He allowed six runs on four hits, struck out four, walked three. Alec Makarevich, um, was uh, had a pretty decent uh, couple of nights. Last night he went one for five. The night before he was two for five with a monster two-run home run for the Wilmington Sharks. He ended up having two RBIs in that game. And then um, uh, Justin Wilcoxon, he plays for the Ashboro Copperheads, and he was two for four on Monday night with two RBIs. And then Bradley Wilson, who plays for the Waynesboro Generals, he pitched on Saturday night. He went seven innings, allowed one run on three hits, and struck out five. So that is your summer league report. Thank you for the update, Shirley Rhodes. Nolan, uh, the most successful, I guess, team you have covered in your time here has to be the East Carolina Baseball Pirates, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. And it's, you know, maybe it is a secret, but baseball is not my favorite sport. And I have immensely enjoyed covering the Pirates and going out to Clark LeClaire Stadium. Towards the end, I started realizing I would – I would get frustrated if, if it was taking a long time to get highlights or if it was too hot. But then I started getting the uh, fan-friendly food there at Clarkwood Clare Stadium. Mm-hmm. Like five bucks for a burger and four bucks for a drink. And then I would eat while I was filming. And I started, I loved going to games after I started doing that. Good deal. And uh, ECU, look, we, uh, we follow these summer league guys because Burley, Norby, all those guys had pretty, you know, pretty bad to good freshman years at ECU had that summer in between where they went off and it kind of propelled them to great careers at East Carolina. Riley Johnson and Zach Agnos kind of taking that path right now, I think, having big summers, and that's going to translate to good numbers when they return to ECU. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if fans want to go check out Alec Makarevich playing for the Sharks, he'll play the Moorhead City Marlins tomorrow night in Moorhead City, and that's the last game of the season in the Coastal Plains League. So. I was about to ask. I know that's coming to a uh, an end soon, yeah, so, so this is it? Yeah, it's Wilmington, and uh, I'm, well, I want to say 90% sure it's Wilmington and, and Moorhead City battling it out tomorrow night. They were playing for the <coughs> Chum Bucket. That was a new award and trophy but i I think that's over with (laughs) i started it in summer league i I, I worked for a team in the coastal plains league and then uh worked and that's kind of how i started doing sports broadcast good deal all right uh nfl training camps are open by the way congratulations to deuce justin hardy signing a deal with the chicago bears uh they traded uh another former aac player anthony miller recently who played at memphis uh, so the Bears uh, needed a receiver spot. They grabbed Justin Hardy. Hopefully he can land a uh, gig with that team. Uh, another former Pirate played uh, for the Bears at the end of last season, Dwayne Harris, who I believe is a free agent at this point, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, congr- You're right. He's a free agent. Congratulations to Deuce, Justin Hardy, on landing a gig. Aaron Rodgers is at Packers camp. I don't know what that means, but uh, apparently he's good to go. And he talked to the media today. We'll talk more about this with uh, a resident Packers fan, Mike Mullis, on a Thursday show. But uh, Aaron Rodgers admitted today that he considered retirement. 
talked about his uh his his standoff with the packers and more <laughs> uh but he is at this point back um with the packers and i guess plans to play uh this upcoming season with green bay so they're in a uh they're in a weird deal there they they released blake bortles yesterday so i i gotta imagine kurt benkert former pirate and cavalier is getting a lot of snaps right now with green bay he's one of the last men standing at quarterback there so uh i don't know any panthers news uh chandler uh regarding training camp anything going on players reported yesterday first day of practice today uh, pretty much a walkthrough uh, of different things uh some panthers that got interviewed after practice robbie anderson uh, i think sam darnold um <clears throat> just regular guy dj moore as well so by the way uh our topic but, yesterday nolan you don't have do you have a team that you root for no i my fantasy team okay <laughs> um if you could have a quarterback for one year for 2021 would you rather have sam darnold ryan fitzpatrick or two attack of you get one year yeah one year who would you take well rank those three i i liked the sam darnold acquisition i think that is something that could actually work i i think there there was issues with the offense in new york and so i think that's a possibility but to be completely honest can i take last year's ryan fitzpatrick because i he's getting older so i don't know if i'd want ryan fitzpatrick this year you don't want any of these guys yeah. truthfully Come i mean on. there's plenty Fitzpatrick can get you eight wins if you got a good enough defense so is he at off. the top of your list i'm gonna go uh fitzpatrick <laughs> darnold and then Tua. there you go chandler hey, another one. it's better than yesterday with gene briggs who had sam darnold at the bottom of that list <laughs> I, I i like the signing too uh for the panthers for darnold i really do it was low risk yeah and exactly. high reward yeah potentially maybe low risk moderate reward but who knows we we've seen it chandler you brought up good points yesterday he has been trained and led by adam gase which has not been good for anybody other than peyton manning who peyton manning made adam gase look good and absolutely not the other way around uh but yeah going back to the panthers there's no news which is great news exactly all you want is no news at this point we don't want to see those injuries and i actually saw a tweet that you mentioned today about you know the next two weeks are going to be you know just brutal with the stress level for fans for coaches for players out there that are playing you know because i mean this is this time last year where a lot of these stars went down with injuries and we never saw them in the 2020 campaign we've already lost a, an impact running back before training camp began cam Akers. cam Akers, and you know the list is going to be five to ten to fifteen pro bowlers that are going to go down the next two weeks and it just stinks that's why you wait to have your fantasy drafts until the week before the season. Yeah, that's why you got to do it that way. Just a tip for everyone out there. All right, I've still only watched a slither of the Olympics, and that was the uh, softball game that I bet on. Uh, Nolan, have Did you, you didn't even watch the basketball game? No, it was on at like two a.m. Right? You're, you don't stay up that late. Uh, your show doesn't start till three. Sometimes. What do you think? I show up at two fifty nine. Yeah, I do a lot of crap around here, Nolan. <laughs> um <laughs> so no i did not watch the basketball game have you been watching the olympics at all um the highlights yeah i've watched it. minimal things live i watched the women's basketball game yesterday because it was on while we were on the show did they roll yes they rolled almost i think it was 20 points they beat him by 20 or they beat nigeria here's so, what we should do we should give a what's coming up on the olympics uh every day Maybe that'll get me more into it. Maybe fans. When does the basketball, the men's team play again? Because they have to win that game, otherwise they're out. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Well, they play a crap team, right? I mean, France isn't the greatest team in the country or the world. <laughs> they are the greatest team in this country. <laughs> uh, USA basketball men's schedule. Uh, they, I don't know. I'll tell you in a minute. But uh, yeah, I've just I've not really been into the uh, the timing is part of the problem. If they, if if it was something where stuff was on right now that was you know worth watching, but it's like midnight there. Yeah, I can't find this crap. I don't care. Uh, let me see what my schedule pops up on my phone. Yeah. Uh, so, Olympics uh, going on, if you want them. Uh, What's your favorite event? The swimming was fun when Michael Phelps was dominating. I remember loving watching that. I love a relay, whether it's in the pool or on the track. Anytime there is a relay, I'm in. Like uh, when they're handing the baton oh, off yeah. or when they're touching the wall and the other dude's diving The track in. events are blat. When Hussein Bolt was doing his stuff a couple Olympics ago, that was awesome to watch, too. The, the soccer is always fun to watch. International soccer is enjoyable television. Thank uh, you, Steve ooh. Hill. Uh USA plays the Czech Republic on the 31st. Uh, table tennis is on as we speak. All right, let's get it going. <laughs> on NBC Sports Network, tennis and judo. <laughs> tennis, anyone? Uh, I'm not big on the Olympic the, um, tennis. Uh, baseball plays on Friday, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Softball's done. Yeah, because Japan won the gold. USA silver? Silver. Yeah. So uh, softball, they got in and got out of there quick. They're uh, they're already done. So, all right. And they um, before the uh, the opening ceremonies even happen. Nolan, um, do you want to hang out to wrap up the hour? Sure. Hang out a few more minutes. All right. Let's take one more time out. We'll have uh, ten or so more minutes with Nolan Knight when we return. Going to ask him the best game he covered, his favorite interview. Oh, you know. That other answer. than Parker Bunch. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, some other uh, highlights from his time in Greenville, North Carolina, when we wrap up hour number one with Nolan Knight. We'll be back with you after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Got damage? Damage from wood rot rot, fixed. Damage from smoke or fire fixed. Damage caused by water fixed. If you've got damage, use a contractor that works for you and not your insurance company. Visit FixedNC.com today or call 999-0001. That's three nines, three zeros, and a one. Fixed NC, restore, renew, maintain. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. All right, during the break, Nolan Knight asked a good question. We turned the Olympics on, Shirley. They've got equestrian going on right now. He okay. said, how do the horses get to the Olympics? That is a very good question. I would assume... Well, hold on. Before you guess, there's two options. They could gallop to the edge of the water and then swim. Yeah, we didn't even think about that one. <laughs> or they could get in a plane. I would assume they got in a plane. They do, uh, we found out. And then Nolan said, hey, Google horses in a plane and uh, let's look at some images. And sure enough, they're in their little stalls and uh, they are there. They are like 
lifted into the plane mm-hmm. itself, and uh, they go for a long flight. I'm curious if they get jet lagged, if, if their sleep schedule gets messed up, and then maybe they're messed up for their event. Don't look at me. I don't Instead know. of watching a movie, maybe they watch scenes of like a prairie or what uh, they would yeah. normally see. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I'm going to offend some people here. This might be the dumbest crap I've ever seen. <laughs> You're going to get a text. You know that, right? There's a horse. Okay, now that was actually pretty cool. That was the coolest <laughs> thing I've seen yet. The horse is running kind of sideways. You know what? I might have just changed my entire opinion on this in a matter of seconds. Well, when you think of equestrian, you you think of like a running horse. and this I was is, thinking of jumping over something. Yeah, this is very slow. Like, I guess they're doing like a presentation right now. And it's very awkward to look at. There's people. Who are all these people in the stands? Yeah, I thought they weren't supposed to have fans in the stands. I tell that you what. That looks a lot like a lot of folks. They are, uh, well, I was going to say Maybe fired because up. Because it's outside? They're all just sitting there. Oh, could be. Uh, could be. But I didn't see that many fans in beach volleyball. So a horse is just galloping around, and there's a jockey on top of it. And I guess this horse is getting points for... Does the horse get the medal or the for jockey? posture? It's yeah. probably one of those posturing things. It's just where there was one yesterday where they would like go up and pause, go up, up. and pause. It's doing the sideways thing again, Chandler. Oh. Check it out. Uh, you missed it. Uh, it'll probably <laughs> do it again. Uh, uh, it's kind of doing like the Deion Sanders touchdown yeah, celebration stepping. Kind of, kind of little bit of a yeah. icky shuffle almost. Yeah. I'm going back to my original stance on this. This is stupid. It's been the same thing for about five minutes. Yeah, and it's just still going. I, what? What's the point? How is this a competition? And you also brought up a good point. Like, the jockey's going to end up getting the medal here, right? The horse is doing all of the work. All of it. Oh, by the way, this is an American horse. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, so maybe they learned from Dion. It's doing a little stutter step That's deal. That's Dion's horse. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> this is prom time. Coach Sanders. Oh, yes. Oh, can't call oh yeah. I'm sorry. Call him. I'm yes. so sorry. Yeah. Can't call him Dion. Uh, Coach Sanders uh, taught this horse how to... I mean, coach. what? This is stupid. How is this, how is this a sport? <laughs> uh, that's what I said. I'm surprised that this, this was made an Olympic sport before skateboarding and surfing, which I feel like arguably requires way more. I'm sure it is very difficult to train a horse to do this. Oh, definitely. But, but is it an Olympic sport? No. Are we done? Are we done? apparently so all right oh congratulations horse now i want to see how the how is this thing judged he got a 80.968 percent what his technical score was very low but artistically did very well so i'm upset that it had the jockey's name over the horse's name i think it should have went horse then jockey. what was the horse's name i couldn't pronounce it friday <laughs> y'all never heard that joke was that supposed to be funny Oh, wait. Hit that for me, Sean. Was that supposed to be funny? What was the uh, what's the joke there, Chandler? The horse comes in on Monday, stays like two days. How <laughs> how did the person leave or something like that? Horse name on Friday. Friday. The horse's name was horse Friday. Name was Friday. Okay. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. <laughs> All right. Nolan Knight, before you leave us forever and head to Huntsville, Alabama. Alabama. Um, there's the uh there's the text shirley from jenny no i told you i don't want you to come in and explain to me these were <laughs> all rhetorical questions i had about equestrian um 
Nolan, your favorite, what's the favorite uh, game or games you covered? The first, Doesn't have to be ECU, yeah. could be anything. Um, Oh, that's a little tough. Because we're talking high school, too. Yeah. that. Can I just give you a highlight reel of them all? Yeah. The coolest day, I think I already mentioned it, was in Raleigh, NC State, ECU, but East Carolina lost that game. And that was, but that was my first game I covered of East Carolina, and it was on a pretty big stage. That mm-hmm. was really cool. The Super Regional, or rather the Regional here in Greenville, that was awesome. I mean, that was really cool. The win over Charlotte, was that was an awesome experience to be a part of that oh, yeah. and, and come in for that and see that was sick. Uh, J. H. Rose Baseball versus Conley. The, for a high school baseball game, there were 2,000 people there, and that was unreal to see so many people care about uh, a local game like that. You would have probably thought it was a football game that was my favorite, but going to that baseball game and being there and seeing that many people for a high school baseball game, that was awesome. And it, eventually, it was a great game, and it <clears> led to, obviously, a state championship for Rose, so that was really cool to see, too. All right. How about your, uh, your favorite... Uh you have a favorite interview now we haven't even brought up nah, i know the viral parker, parker bunch. bunch uh video the worst part about that or probably the best part is that my tweet was horrible it was just like hey tune into the show tonight at five o'clock for the story on and like i just this is funny <laughs> like look at this it wasn't anything clever yeah. and despite it being such a vanilla tweet it still managed to combine over 20 million views and there's so many like fake staged things these days yeah like nothing is natural and organic it it was almost too perfect where it looked fake it looked staged but after meeting parker bunch it was, and after knowing you yeah like it was pretty organic it was totally real he did have the entire camp behind me and so he was on a bit of a stage the only and and two he but no one told him to say that he said that Maybe you asked, hey, can I talk to some kids? You yeah. asked the ECU players. Uh-huh. So they knew he had a personality. I, I said, can you give me someone that like won't be camera shy, that, yeah. will, that will say a lot? <laughs> because a lot of times when you interview kids specifically, they'll say, yeah, I had a good time. Um, so it, he was perfect. Chandler, can you bring me the remote with the uh, green button at the top? Jenny says there's music that goes along with this. Oh, my goodness. So maybe that would help explain the movements they're making. Let's, so uh, they're dancing. Yeah, they're dancing. Uh, any other interviews? You, you mentioned Will uh, Bland earlier. You like interacting with him. Yeah, he's coaches. great. Um, I don't know if it's an interview. Getting to play golf with Mike Houston was awesome. Like, oh, yeah. That was a really cool thing I got to do. And I didn't really interview him, but that was probably the coolest thing I did from one of the opportunities to be on this stage. All right, jack it up, Chandler. Sabine is the only member of the U.S. team that was not an Olympic veteran. Okay, this doesn't make it any better. You can turn it down. It would have been cooler if it was like hip-hop. Yeah, like... (laughs) Or rock or something. I thought, like, the movements they were making (laughs) with the hooves would be, like, going to the drum beat or something. But no, it's just a song playing and a horse out there... Now, I mean, we'll, I would find it much more entertaining if the horse was galloping to, like, I don't know, cash rules everything around me. <clears throat> and the horse was named Rizza. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. Now, uh, what would be cool if ghost the face horse killer. got on, on its hind legs. And horse like started, face killer. Horse face killer. Go ahead, Chandler. They had, like, some disco music, and the horse got on its hind legs and started doing like, the disco. Now, that would make it interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's. No, let's, that would be pretty cool. Let's make this entertaining for people. Uh, but anyway, there's our equestrian. Nolan, good luck, buddy. Yeah, uh, thanks so much for, for everything you guys have done here. Um, it's 
like I said, it's so much fun to, to come in here and and kind of just hang out. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I think everyone says that, but it really is. Uh, it's it's nice to see how you guys do things and do it successfully compared to how we do things and and it's such different mediums but we do the same stuff at the same time so it's so much fun to to come here and and see you guys put on such a successful product as well yeah and i appreciate you uh you joining us on the program when we have asked and uh you've been able to you've always come in or been on the phone so we appreciate that and uh best of luck to you in alabama and who knows uh you know brian bailey we think he's going to be around forever but he's not he loves it, man. Brian <laughs> Bailey loves his job more than anyone I have. I ever tell you met. what, it's going to be impossible to fill the shoes of Brian Bailey. It will but be maybe, difficult. Maybe your number will be called. We'll see. Who knows? <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, good luck in Huntsville, Nolan, and uh, we'll keep in touch with you, man. We'll get you back on the show again for sure. Yeah, I'm saying everyone listening, if, if you guys ever tuned in, thanks for thanks for watching and and keeping me you know, uh, with the job when I was here. It was uh, it, this is a special place. Uh, Nolan Knight joining us, uh, giving his goodbyes to Eastern North Carolina. We will take a timeout, come back when we return. We'll visit with the guy who's been around here a long time, Jeff Charles, the voice of the Pirates, formerly the voice of Nolan's uh, Virginia Tech Hokies, will join us on the Fixed NC Live line when we return on Pirate Radio Live. We are back with you after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Select Bank and Trust. Banking is banking until the service is not the same. Wouldn't you like to deal with a bank that is responsive to your needs, can make local decisions, and cares about you, the customer? Try Select Bank and Trust. Bank local. Bank select. Selectbank.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The best investment you can make is in yourself. Get educated and make prudent decisions about your financial future. Contact David Dom at Carolina Wealth Management today at 439-1344 for a free consultation. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Brock. Hour two of Pirate Radio Live. Still a lot of guests to get to. Four, in fact, potentially a fifth that I haven't even told Shirley about. Uh, our old friend who was banned from the sports bar, Tony Castleberry. Nice. Is coming in town to do a little stand-up comedy at Pitt Street tonight. And uh, hopefully make an appearance at Sports Trivia at AJ's. But I told him to uh, pop in hour three if he's around. Oh, Man. that'll be nice. So that could get That's wild. That's a long time since I've seen Tony. He's uh, he's he's one of the best, one of my all-time favorites. And uh, he may be showing up here on the show. Later on today, we will definitely have Bryce Williams and Will Bland in studio in our third hour. We got Spencer Percy joining us in a little bit uh, to talk some Hornets draft. But for right sure. Yeah, for sure. Right now, we will go out and see it on his face to the Fixed NC Live line and talk to the voice, Jeff Charles, who joins us today on Pirate Radio Live. Jeff, how you doing? I'm doing great, Clip. Yes, sir. Doing well. And uh, Jeff, as as you know and as we've talked about, don't get too comfortable in the world of athletics. Players leave, coaches leave, and schools leave, uh, apparently, too, Jeff. I don't know if this was out uh last wednesday when we talked it happened so fast that uh word came out that oklahoma and texas were looking to leave the big 12 and head to the sec and you know a week later it's all happening now texas and oklahoma 
uh, at least appear to be playing out their uh, their time in the Big 12 with the agreement they're under with the conference and the TV deals and everything through 2025. But, heck, that could be expedited as well. And uh, the crazy world of college athletics realignment, Jeff, has reared its ugly head again. Here we go again, right? Yeah, I think so, Clip. Uh, the crazy world just got crazier. And as you mentioned, we didn't talk about it last week because it had not happened. And then we get the word uh, just a few days ago. What's amazing in this day and age with so much communication and a lot of people who can't keep secrets, they were able to keep that quiet for all this time. I guess it's been almost a year that they've been discussing this behind closed doors. And then uh, all, you know what, broke loose and, and we got we got the news. And again, Clip, I guess I'm surprised, but I guess I'm not surprised. I think when you've been around this business as long as I have, and now as long as you have, nothing really surprises you anymore. So, you know, a lot of stuff goes on behind the scenes that uh, we're not privy to or probably shouldn't be. And this is just another example of that. But when this domino falls, if it is going to fall, which it certainly looks like it is, I mean, all bets are off for a lot of conferences around the country and a lot of schools around the country. And I get a kick out of uh, reading the message boards and listening to the talk show guys and the TV guys and how they've all got a theory on what's going to happen or this school is going to that conference <laughs> yeah. or this conference is going to that school. And, and you know, nobody knows nah. at this time. And there's some wild, wild stories and theories out there about what's going to happen. But I'll tell you what, in this day and age – clip uh you better be ready to defend for yourself yeah and i know a lot of people talk about well you need to be loyal to the league and the league needs to be loyal to you and you know that's the way it used to be and that's the way in my opinion it should be but we're living in a whole different time and era right now and it's every man for himself i don't think that's necessarily good i was thinking just the other day uh, when we talk about all this movement in the uh, Big 12 and, and the schools that left that conference before this latest Oklahoma-Texas scenario, but just for the sake of argument, let's say that that league would have stayed together. And let's say you wouldn't have lost the teams that they lost a few years ago. In my opinion, that league would be really, really good now. But, you know, you had all those defections, and now here you go with that league maybe on life support if this thing happens between Oklahoma and Texas. So. It's crazy, and uh, like I heard somebody say the other day, uh, just grab your popcorn and let's see what happens. And Jeff, it's out of the certainly out of the players' hands that are on the field. It's out of the coaches' hands. Is you know who knows if by twenty twenty six Lincoln Riley, I think he'll be the coach of the Cowboys by then. He might not even be at Oklahoma, so we don't know how it's all going to play out, shape out. But it from a, a competition standpoint, it makes zero sense to me for Texas and Oklahoma to go to the SEC. It's all about the money, right? I mean, you'd rather suit up against uh, K State and. Uh, West Virginia than have Auburn and LSU back-to-back. So it's not about, you know, what's best on the field. It's certainly about what's best in the pocketbooks for the uh, the higher-ups there at those universities. Well, there's no doubt about that, Cliff. You hit the nail on the head, and there's just so much money that's involved now in these television contracts that, uh, as you mentioned, when the powers to be see all that money out there, it's, it's a big-time money grab, and that's what they're looking for. And then coaches, you know, they look at things differently. Uh, they look at things as uh, important to them as, you know, recruiting and, and what it's going to do with them or for them recruiting-wise. And uh, that's that's another reason that, that Texas A&M, you know, went to the, the SEC because then all of a sudden they're the only SEC school in Texas. And that 
certainly put them apart from from the Longhorns. So, you know, there's there's a lot to it. Uh, the only time the coaches get involved, uh, I think, in thinking about money is when their contract comes up and all of a sudden the school's got $60 million in income coming in and then they can go to their athletic director and their board of trustees and say, you know, I want a big piece of that pie, which they usually do get if they're winning. So that's when they're concerned about the money. They're concerned about the money going into their own pocket. Jeff Charles joining us. Jeff, uh, I, I like to take a walk down memory lane with you, and uh, it just got me thinking about this. I've heard you and others talk about how Virginia Tech and East Carolina were two mirroring programs back in the 80s and, and leading up to the 90s, and it was 1991 when Virginia Tech went to the Big East. Uh, they were on a, what, six-year bowl drought, and then they went to a bowl every year from 1993 uh, to 2019, a lot of that, of course, has to do with uh, Frank Beamer and his program. But that, you know, when you talk about realignment and and how Virginia Tech is in the situation they're in now compared to East Carolina, at one point, Jeff, uh, and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but they were pretty equal, right? And and that could have been ECU and not Virginia Tech. Uh, the circumstance has been a little different. Well, it could have been, Cliff, but the thing that I always talk about, and, and you mentioned uh, Virginia Tech in those days, and Frank Beamer, if he was on the line with you right now, the first thing he would tell you is that when they went into the Big East, it changed everything for Virginia Tech, and that's exactly what happened. I forget now, I have to go back and look at the media guide, but the Pirates had a little string there of like winning three out of four, maybe three out of five against Virginia Tech in those days, and you're right, the programs were pretty much equal as far as being on the field and, and competitive. But uh, when they went to the Big East and East Carolina was still struggling as an independent, uh, it really changed things, changed things drastically. And you can see in the head-to-head competition since 1991 how Virginia Tech is, has dominated the series. So it's all about conference alignment, uh, conference membership. And I know people do say, well, you know, if East Carolina – could have gotten in at that time instead of a Virginia Tech. But the thing I always come back to, Clint, is that you have to understand there are two big universities in the state of Virginia. It's right. Virginia and it's Virginia Tech. And Virginia Tech is the largest school in the state. I know people will say George Mason or whatever, but there are a lot of commuter students at, at that school. So Virginia Tech really has historically been the biggest school in the state. And if you want to call UVA the flagship station, a uh, flagship uh, school, I guess you can. But, you know, you can put Virginia Tech right there as well. And, and that's what's always been an advantage for the Hokies as far as conference affiliation and, and the perception of the school is that it's like at least 1 or 1A in the entire state as being the program or the university where, you know, East Carolina – is what it is, and when you say East Carolina people, their perception is it's a regional school, and there are four other schools in the ACC that you know are in the state of North Carolina. So that's what ECU has had to battle down through the years. Virginia Tech really has not had that battle. Uh-huh. The, the battle that they have had is that you know UVA never wanted them into uh, the ACC for the reasons we just talked about. Uh, coaches are always looking for recruiting edges, and they didn't want at UVA the coaches to to have uh, Virginia Tech in the league that would even things up on the recruiting field. So, you know, it, it's a, a kind of different scenario, really. Uh, a couple of schools a little bit in, in different situations 
And I know, having been at East Carolina all of these years, Cliff, that the people who have been in these uh, leadership roles down through the years, I mean, they did everything they could for all of these all of these decades now of getting East Carolina into a better league. And I don't think we can thank Terry Holland and Steve Ballard enough mm. that they were able to pull off ECU getting into the American Athletic Conference, which is a great league for ECU to be in. And as you and I have talked many times, uh, the opportunity is there. But what has happened is that East Carolina, with the exception of baseball, has not been competitive in yeah. the AAC. So it's up to ECU to to get competitive and start winning because they have been given an outstanding opportunity to be in this league. Yeah, you can't change your market, you can't change your location, but you can win on the field, and uh, East Carolina just has not held up that end of the bargain in football and in hoops over the years. Jeff Charles joining us. Jeff, uh, I know you got to run. How about this time next week we'll be covering some ECU football practice. So, good news for you. You don't have to do a ton of research going into this year because there are a ton of familiar names uh, on the East Carolina football roster, but when do you get ramped up, Voice, and uh, and start getting your research done for uh, 2021 football? Well, I'm already doing it uh, to some extent, Cliff. Uh, I'm reading everything I can get my hands on, and then, of course, uh, when, when we really get back tuned up a couple of weeks before the season starts is when we'll really get down to it. But, yeah, you're right. It's it's a little bit different than in some past years. There are a lot of familiar names and faces out there, which is good for the program. We're going to have to really do homework for basketball like we talked last week. There are nine new faces on Joe Dooley's basketball team this year. So that's going to be a little bit different. It's almost a brand-new team with the exception of three or four guys holdovers from last year. But, yeah, I think that this football team has a chance to be better, Cliff. Uh, there's certainly a lot more depth. Uh, especially up front on the offensive and defensive lines. And you would think the Pirates will be able to score some points. And it usually comes down to East Carolina football. Can you stop anybody? Yeah. And they're going to have to try and do better on the defensive side of the ball. And I think they've got more experience back there this year that that should help. It's a tough schedule like it always is. Uh, you got to stay healthy and We'll tee it up against Appalachian State on September 2nd to see what happens. Jeff, we'll let you run. When's your uh, next wrestling show there in uh, Michigan? Yeah, the next wrestling show is Saturday, August the 14th. Okay. Houghton Lake, Michigan. We call it the Quake at the Lake. <laughs> and it's going to be a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun with the first one in Sheboygan, the straight summer showdown. So we're busy working on the next one clip, and it's, uh, it's really been a lot of fun. The guys are terrific to work with. It's Fans enjoy coming, and, you know, that's what it's all about with these things, putting smiles on the faces of the fans. And we see people at these events from 4 to 94, and everybody comes out as a family and has a good time, and that's why we do it. And Jeff Charles, not an uh, in-ring entertainer, but if uh, if it comes to that, Jeff, you've shown that you will mix it up a little bit, right? If need be, we'll mix it up a little bit and restore order when I have to. <laughs> Jeff, always appreciate it, man. Have a great rest of your week, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. All right, Cliff. Thanks so much. All right. The strongest voice in America, Jeff Charles, joining us on the Fixed NC Live line here on Pirate Radio Live. We will take a timeout, come back, and talk a little uh charlotte hornets basketball nba draft coming up on thursday night what can the hornets do to add to their roster which features the rookie of the year lamello ball also terry rozier big time scorer gordon hayward hopefully they have him back healthy and ready to go for 2021-22 we'll uh talk about the hornets and the nba draft when we return spencer percy joins us right after this 
listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Select Bank and Trust. Banking is banking until the service is not the same. Wouldn't you like to deal with a bank that is responsive to your needs, can make local decisions, and cares about you, the customer? Try Select Bank and Trust. Bank local. Bank select. SelectBank.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Town Insurance is your premier independent insurance agency. From maximizing opportunities to minimizing risk, Town's insurance advisors offer expert professional advice to clients of all sizes. For personal or business insurance questions, call 756-8300 today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Brock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. Still to come on today's show, former East Two tight end Bryce Williams. We'll go Pirate Radio Outdoors with Bryce, talk some football with him. Training camp's beginning. We'll get some uh, training camp memories and stories from Bryce. And also Will Bland, the head football coach of the J.H. Rose Rampants, the former Pirate wide receiver, will be here as well. Uh, Shirley, before we get to Spencer Percy and talk some Hornets basketball NBA draft, uh, trip music trivia for you. Oh, sorry. Okay, go ahead. This bearded bassist, Dusty Hill, uh, unfortunately passed away in his Houston home. Uh, he was 72 years old. Uh, he was the bassist for this band, this uh, famous band. ZZ Top. That is correct. Uh, the long-bearded Dusty Hill uh, passed away today. Steve, I, I've asked these questions to Shirley. Steve always chimes in on the music trivia. Uh, but he's very good at it, and Steve also. Said I, I think we sh- we should do a trivia where Steve and I go head to head. And music, and we talked about doing like a instead of playing the song, do the lyrics. Do we could do lyrics? We could do band members' names, songs. We could yep. do albums, everything. Albums, yeah. All right. Do that. Uh, Soundtracks to movies. Steve, the gauntlet has been laid down. A music edition of Pirate Radio trivia, and uh, Steve will be in. I'm sure. Uh, he says, fun fact, the drummer, Frank Beard, is the only member without a beard. <laughs> that is that a is fun correct. fact. Wow. Yes, that is correct. Fact. <laughs> that is, uh, that's pretty good there, Steve. And if I, if my, I can't remember if it was Dusty or the other guy. It wasn't Frank. I can't remember who the other guy's name is. But uh, also made um, a television appearance on the television show bones okay i did not know that yes played the father of angela who was a character on the show angela yep who's the boss no <laughs> all right spencer but, percy well is, played, uh, sir. is hanging on the fixed nc live line uh it is the best part of the nba season not the actual games but the off season, the draft, free agency, we'll dive into that now spencer uh welcome back to the show and talk to you in a while how you been man been pretty good. Uh, yeah, excited. This is probably my favorite time of year in the NBA when you get draft followed shortly after there uh, with free agency. So, and yeah, interesting off season for the Hornets. A lot, a lot of different ways to build the roster. Obviously, with the 11th pick, and then uh, they're going to have some cap space in free agency. So yeah, it should be a fun few weeks here. You could argue, I've argued it before, that this part of the NBA calendar is, you know, more entertaining than the actual season, depending on who you root for. And uh, for the Hornets, they have been in this financial hell pretty much ever since we started getting you on Pirate Radio, Spencer. And I I remember asking, when is there light at the end of the tunnel? When are we getting out of this thing? And and we're about to be there, right, Uh, where they can actually make some moves. 
Yeah, I mean, certainly much closer than uh, to your point when I first started coming on with you. But, you know, obviously drafting Lamelo last year, looking like they got the, the best player in that draft, really um, it was a jumping board for speeding things up. And then, and then this summer was always the summer you kind of circled uh, on the Hornets' calendars. Okay, it's when they're finally going to have cap space with, you know, Nick Batum falling off, Cody Zeller uh, falling off the books, Bismack Biombo as well. So, They've got some money to spend um, this summer. Now that's a, it's a blessing and a curse, right? Like you can look back to th- 2016 uh, when the Hornets had cast space as well, had some uh, ways to, to build off of what was a good season when they won 48 games the, uh, the season before, um, but they signed a bunch of contracts that ended up biting them. Uh, Nick Batum uh, was one of those, Marvin Williams another. So you still have to spend wisely, but step one is the draft tomorrow night, and I think there's – a few different directions the Hornets could go with this thing. They could stand at 11, get the best player available. I think there's some trade-back scenarios for them where they could potentially grab an extra first-round pick. Um, so it's exciting. Step one's a draft, and then step two, free agency, where they, where they probably spend to find some help at the center position. If you're a Hornets fan and want to know uh, everything going on leading up to the NBA draft, follow at BuzzBeatPod on Twitter and you guys are knocking it out with mock drafts and uh, opinions on what you think the Hornets should do. And uh, Spencer, I guess who are the guys that are uh, that are out of reach uh, for the Hornets at eleven? That uh, I've, I've the people I've talked to have said this is a better draft than a year ago. Would you agree with that? And who are the future stars from this draft? How many are there, in your opinion? Yes, I definitely agree. This draft is better uh, than last year's. I mean, last year's draft was. You know, probably one of the worst we've seen in a while. We'll see how that ages. But this draft has been, really has been pinpointed as a very good one for, for years now. Um, to answer your question about who the, the the future superstars out of this draft are, I think there's three guys, Evan Mobley, Cade Cunningham, and Jalen Green. I think those three, in some order, will go one, two, three tomorrow night. There's a lot of other good players uh, in this draft. I think the Hornets are in a good spot right now at 11. They can get a very good rotational player moving forward that can help them. Let's say the other two guys that are probably, uh, or I would say definitely out of the Hornets' range, are Scotty Barnes and Jalen Suggs. That should be really your top five in some order. Everyone else on the board, though, and I'm sure we can talk about some more names here in a second one, everyone else I could see potentially sliding to Charlotte at 11. I think once you get to pick number six is when this draft starts. Mm -hmm. Spencer Percy joining us on the Fixed NC Live Line. Spencer, the the Hornets, you know, they they need a big, but are they drafting for need or are they in a a spot where they're going best available player at 11? Uh, What what do you think the, uh, the mindset is there? Yeah, I mean, the Hornets need a center. Uh, you know, everyone knows that, and they, they probably need multiple guys at center. They could look to attack that in the draft and free agency. I think that's that's a route they could take. Um, but in the end, I think they will go best player available, and Mitch Kupchak has kind of touched on that. He answered that question um, in his media availability earlier this week, uh, talking about, you know, the Hornets are going to take the, the best guy on the board and not worry about need in the draft uh you know need is will probably be attacked more through free agency but a center could be the best player uh, available at 11 too depending on how things fall and and one name i would really 
keep an eye on. Well, actually, I, I'll bring up a few names here. First one is Alperin Sangoon. He's a center. He's almost more of a four or five combo. International prospect, 18 years old, was the Turkish League MVP uh, last season at 18 years old. That's that's unheard of. And, and the Turkish League is one of the top three leagues in the world. So this is not uh, you know this is not the second or third division in France or Italy. This is a very good professional overseas basketball league. Um, so Sangoon is the first name I would keep an eye on. And then Kai Jones uh, from Texas, played at the University of Texas, 6'10", 6'11", depending on the, where the measurement lands. Absolute freak athlete. Runs the floor, moves laterally like a guard. I mean, he's, he's really got guard or wing-like athleticism, physical tools, instincts at 6'10", 6'11". Could be a fantastic fit. Um uh, could be a fantastic fit with Lamelo Ball. So those are two names at center that I would keep in mind through mm-hmm. the draft. Um, but, the, but there's a lot of other prospects that are going to be available at 11, and really it's just going to depend on you know how do the Hornets have their big board pegged. Talking to Spencer Percy, Busby Podcast, joining us on the Fixed NC Live Line, looking ahead at the draft coming up on a Thursday night. Who's your are the, the two names you just mentioned at center? Like who's your your favorite pick uh, for the Hornets on Thursday night, Spencer? I think Sangoon. Yeah, okay, Prince Sangoon, the, the center from Turkey. I think he's got the highest upside of the two centers. You know, between him and Jones, that just brought up. But you know, there's some there's some really good wings that could be available. Uh, right where the Hornets are going to pick, you know Moses Moody as uh, a wing from Arkansas, <clears throat> also a young prospect um, that has been linked to the Hornets throughout throughout really this whole pre-draft process. Corey Kispert's name, uh, most people would probably recognize that six-seven wing, sharp shooter from Gonzaga. I'm sure most folks that watched any college basketball last season at least got to see a little bit of Kispert. Yeah, he's been linked to the Hornets. Um, and then just a few other names I'd mention. Franz Wagner, another wing from Michigan, had an awesome game against Florida State and Scotty Barnes in the NCAA tournament. If you want to know more about him, I would I would go watch that game. And then the last time I'd probably bring up, and this would be more of a stretch, and, and maybe even a trade-back uh, selection for, for Charlotte, Zaire Williams, uh, wing from Stanford, 6'10", really smooth athlete, can shoot it, has got some ball skills. But he had a rough season um, at Stanford last year, which is the reason his stock really dropped. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take him off of Charlotte's possibility, though. But again, I think that would be more like a trade back scenario. But Zaire's got still, I mean, a very, very high ceiling. Although he had a rough season at Stanford last year. Spencer Percy joining us. Spencer, looking at the the Hornets roster and who made an impact last season, and of course. Lamelo's back for his sophomore campaign. Gordon Hayward, hopefully back healthy, could have used him during the collapse uh, at the end of last year. Uh, Rogier, Bridges, uh, PJ Washington, Devontae Graham. Who? How does this roster look as far as returners for next season? Who's in, and and who are the big names, if any, that are out for the Hornets? And and we'll get into kind of free agency after that. But how about on the roster as it stands, heading at the end of this year, compared to what it's going to look like next season? Sure. Well, you know, I think Hayward, Rozier, you know, Lamelo, those are your centerpieces. You know, going into next season, um, the guys that are really the more interesting, Malik Monk, he's a restricted free agent right. this summer. 
Um, he's got a very large cap hold, which would actually kind of handcuff the flexibility, the financial flexibility for the Hornets in free agency if they kept his cap hold on the books. So I wouldn't be shocked to see the Hornets move on from Monk and just just not extend him a qualifying offer and let him walk into unrestricted free agency early in the free agency period just because they open up a lot more cap space. They open up about $20 million in cap space without holding on to Monk, but if they keep that $16 million cap hold on the books, it, it really complicates things. Uh, their timeline, who they can sign, who they can't. So that will be the first domino, I think, to fall. Um, Devontae Graham is also a restricted free agent, although you know Devontae was a second-round pick. He doesn't have a large cap hold. So the Hornets can keep that $4 million-ish dollar cap hold on the books while still um, doing what they need, you know, spending the way they need to in free agency. And then I would imagine they try to bring Devontae back uh, eventually. That might be later, maybe week two of free agency. Hmm. Um, you know, Cody Zeller uh, is an unrestricted free agent as well. I, I think there's a chance he's back in Charlotte, uh, but I think it'll really depend on the price point. Um, he just kind of seems to be Mr. Hornet. You know, he's his entire <laughs> career here in Charlotte. And outside of the injuries, has been a reliable player when he's on the floor. Um, you know, and then outside of those things that I just mentioned about the current roster, the Hornets have got to find, they got to find two things. We talked about the first one. they got to find a center and probably multiple centers. Some names I would keep in mind, Rashawn Holmes uh, from the Sacramento Kings. He would demand more in that $20 million range annually, which is about what the Hornets have to spend. So mm. he'd, be a, he'd be a bigger splash. Nolan's Noel would be an example of a smaller name. They could probably get him on something like 7 to $8, 9000000 million a year, I would think. Um, so there's a lot of different angles. And then I think they need wing depth, uh, Charlotte does. And, and this would probably be more in uh, <clears throat> I don't think they'd draft wing depth. I mean, they might draft a wing, but not one they're going to expect to play early on. I think they need to go find almost like a Jay Crowder type out there. They need a defensive wing who can guard multiple positions, take some pressure off the you know, limited backcourt of LaMelo, Rozier, Devontae Graham, give them some size, give them some defensive flexibility. Um, so I think that would, that would be how I kind of peg the offseason priorities for the Hornets. Spencer Percy joining us. Great info, great insight there, Spencer, uh, as uh, we talk Charlotte Hornets basketball NBA draft coming up tomorrow night. Spencer, uh, I don't have we talked to you since uh, you stole one of our East Carolina Pirate players, Jaden Gardner, uh, there in Virginia? He'll be suiting up for the Cavs next season. I don't think we have. Uh, yeah. Now you're bringing it up. Yeah. Good pickup for you guys. He's uh, he's a great player, but also a really great dude. I, I'll still root for Jaden. He's, uh, he's a fantastic guy. That, that's what I've heard. I, I've watched a good amount of film um, of him since since the transfer to Virginia. So excited to have him. Um, we got to get that East Carolina UVA pipeline. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, uh, Spencer. Great stuff, man. Uh, and and uh, talked about the uh, what you guys are doing right now on social media. But how about podcast wise and uh, any other resources folks can look at as they uh, get ready, prepared for tomorrow night's uh, NBA draft. Yeah, well, I mean, you mentioned it. Follow, uh, follow BuzzBeat Podcast at BuzzBeat Pod uh, on Twitter. We will be doing a live draft show tomorrow night, uh, probably starting around 7.30, 7.45, just before the draft gets going. So we'll be on there uh, through the 11th pick. If the Hornets end up trading back, uh, you know, we'll stay on even longer. So if you're looking for something outside of your, your national TV coverage for yeah. the draft, 
I would highly recommend that. And I should say, too, I, I've kind of brought it up here and there throughout our conversation, but this trade-back scenario for Charlotte is, is real. There's there's two I would look at, and the first one is Oklahoma City. They own the 16th and the 18th picks, in the first-round picks in this draft. You know, would they swap 16 and 18 for 11? That's possible. And then New York has the 19th and the 21st pick hmm. uh, in this draft. And, and I think so – out of those four picks between the OKC and New York, there might be some interest from in one of those teams to move up. So I'd keep an eye on that scenario uh, for Charlotte as well. All right. Outside of that, uh, follow me at QCH Spencer. And as always, man, thanks for having me on. Thank you, Spencer. We'll talk to you again down the road, man. All right. Take care, man. Spencer Percy talking NBA draft. We'll talk about the draft from a gambling perspective coming up on Thursday. And uh, Chandler, I want you to have your official charlotte hornets uh draft pick ready to go tomorrow on the show <laughs> i gotta be honest i have not been following this at all not at all <laughs> so just look at a few mocks and tell me the name that you like the best uh that has the i'll just look at multiple mocks yeah and and see which name shows up multiple times for the hornets that when pick who you like the most who was the um the tall foreign guy uh the center that we that, saw and I was trying to discuss it with my the roommate. One Spencer was just talking about. Um, who I can't pronounce his name. Can't pronounce his name, but <laughs> you know, we need. I think we need a guy, a big man in inside. It's something that the Hornets have lacked for years is a big man. Yeah. Uh, and maybe the Hornets can get that at pick eleven in this year's draft. Tomorrow and night. we had. And what do we need? Do we need a? We had a big man, a traditional big man, and Al Jefferson. But do we need a modern day big man that can shoot, or do we really? I, I think we just need an inside. Rim we just protector, need a. We just need an inside presence defensively and offensively, yeah. because we need more offensive rebounds. Yeah. Um, and we we need that in the guy. Not necessarily a stretch guy, but really a traditional like big just man. A, a traditional guy to have in the middle. Yeah. That can create havoc offensively and defensively for the Hornets. All right, let's uh, take a timeout. We'll come back. Uh, great edition of the Pirate Radio Podcast, Troy D. and Phil Steele. Uh, it's available to download right now. Apple iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. We aired it uh, yesterday on Pirate Radio at 6 o'clock. We'll play a couple of highlights from that. His thoughts on East Carolina in 2021. And I just crunched the numbers. I looked at Phil Steele's power poll. He ranked all 130 teams. If that comes to fruition, if his power rankings are correct, what would ECU's record be in 2021? I think you'll be happy when you hear uh, what that record would be. We'll uh, mention that when we return as well. One more segment to go. An hour two of Pirate Radio Live. It's on the way after this. To hour two of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Select Bank and Trust. Banking is banking until the service is not the same. Wouldn't you like to deal with a bank that is responsive to your needs, can make local decisions, and cares about you, the customer? Try Select Bank and Trust. Bank local. Bank select. Selectbank.com. Now, back to the show. 
Welcome back. Villa Verde on 10th Street and Villa Verde Dose by the hospital are open for you, serving unique and healthy dishes from the Dominican Republic. Order online at myvillaverde.com or the Villa Verde app. Order a family meal that feeds six to seven people, and they will have it ready for curbside pickup today. Whether it's dine-in or takeout, Villa Verde is a platform for good. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Brock. Hello. Hello. Oh, yeah. Hello. Sorry. That would help, wouldn't it? Is this thing on? Hello. 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 Welcome back to the program. Clip Rock, Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt here with you on a Wednesday. Got a giveaway coming up next hour. Got Bryce Williams and Will Bland going to join us on the program as well. Um,. I have crunched the numbers, I've gone through the Phil Steel power pole, and look, nothing is going to work out this easy where if, you, <laughs> if you're if you favored to win a game, it doesn't mean you always win it. If you're the underdog, the, we love upsets for a reason. They happen all the time. But just looking at it, if things go according to Phil Steele's power pole for preseason 2021, what would ECU's record be? How many teams does he have ranked higher then the opponents, how many teams does he have ranked lower uh, than East Carolina? I have crunched the numbers, and East Carolina, if the poll turns out to go the way Phil Steele's, uh, if the season turns out to go the way Phil Steele's power poll is uh, written, East Carolina will go 7-5. and five. I will take that right now. All day. Absolutely. To the bank. Absolutely, for sure. <laughs> After what we've been through the last six seasons, I will take that right now and run and uh, and get to some crap bowl game and enjoy every minute of it. Uh, the wins would be, and again, these are teams that East Carolina is ranked higher than in Phil Steele's power pole. They are one spot ahead of Tulane. East Carolina is 69th, Tulane 70th. South Carolina is... Take that, Corey Glore. Yeah. Hey, take that, Steve Holman. Uh, South Carolina is ranked 88th on Phil Steele's power pole. Uh, Marshall is even lower than that on the pole. They are 92. Take that, Bryce Williams. (laughs) USF, South Florida, down on the list uh, on the power pole, as is Navy, Temple, and Charleston Southern is not ranked because they are an FCS team but they would certainly be below East Carolina on the power pole. That is seven teams on the schedule ranked behind East Carolina and Phil Steele's power pole. Uh, Teams ahead of East Carolina. Memphis by one spot. They are 68th. East Carolina is 69th. Uh, Also, Houston, App State, and we talked about App State is 42nd. UCF is 30th. Cincinnati coming in at 18th. They are the five teams ranked higher than East Carolina on this poll. So if you go by just that, and I'm going to say ECU is going to be an underdog (laughs) probably to Tulane, South Carolina, and Marshall, depending on how it all goes. Maybe Navy by the end of the year. Um, But as far as the poll goes, East Carolina ranked ahead of those teams. If all that comes true, seven and five again. Let's 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 go seven and five. Let's do it. That would be uh, that would be fantastic. All right, let's hear from Phil Steele. What did he uh, have to say about East Carolina on the part par- on the part radio podcast? Pi- pi- 
Pirate Radio Podcast brought to you by White Claw. Hard seltzer. Troy D went 101 with Phil Steele. Here were his thoughts on the 2021 ECU Pirates. Well, I look for them to take a big step up this year. You know, it's third year for Coach Houston. Uh, you know, he doesn't have quite the size he wants on the defensive line, but it's much better than it was when he took over. And I think the whole program's in much better shape than it was when he took over. You know, last year they only had four returning starters on defense. Uh, Holt Naylor's didn't have quite the year that was expected out of him. And uh, we saw some transition. But I like the way, uh, well, first of all, East Carolina had a game taken away from them against Tulsa. They really beat Tulsa in that game. A couple of very questionable fumble calls. That may have helped them a little bit last year. And I thought they played a great game against Navy as well. They were so depleted for that game. To actually play Navy within four points was outstanding. Love the way they finished the year, though. Uh, they beat a depleted Temple team, but then knocked off Smoo, uh 52-38. And I think with 10 starters back on offense, 10 on defense, this is clearly Coach Houston's best team. He'll probably have to pull one upset this year to get to a bowl game, but uh, very capable of that as he proved against SMU last year. Phil Steele joining Troy D. on the Pirate Radio podcast. Likes East Carolina to be better than a year ago. What does better mean? Shirley, this is the uh, the third cut. East Carolina, Phil Steele on ECU potentially making a bowl game. Troy D. asked, does getting better mean bowl game? Here's what Phil Steele said. You know, back, uh, I think when I started the most improved list uh, 25 years ago, something like that, the magazine's been around for 27 years, it was just the teams I thought would improve the most. But then after writing the article each year about the most improved teams, I, I narrowed it down to teams that had a losing record last year that I think will be bowl eligible this year or make a bowl game this year. So I think this is the year that the Pirates uh, break through. I, I like the talent level they have overall. Like I said, they're going to have to pull an upset to get there, but I believe they're very capable of it. All right, and also a key number Phil Steele looks at is a coach entering year three. They talked about that as well on the Pirate Radio podcast. Mike Houston fits that criteria. Yeah, generally year three is when I look for coaches to hit their stride. And so, uh, you know, you've got three years of recruiting classes, really about two and a half years of recruiting classes because that first year – is not your full recruiting class, but now you've got your culture set up. You've got the uh, players, the, the, all the players on your team, uh, the majority of the players on the team are guys that you've recruited or guys that have stuck with the program and are clearly your guys now. So uh, year three has always been what I've looked at. And in the year of the trans, in the era of the transfer portal, I think it's going to be tougher for first-year head coaches to hold on to all the players. I think a lot of uh, players will say, hey, coaching change, I'm out of here, and uh, hit the road, much like at Tennessee right now, where Tennessee lost, what, 28 players uh, since October. So I, I think it's tougher for first-year head coaches now than it's, it's ever been before. But uh, year three is generally the year that I look for coaches to hit their stride. That is Phil Steele. You can hear the Pirate Radio podcast in its entirety with Phil Steele and Troy D by downloading it. Uh, it's available in Apple iTunes, also Spotify now, and also on SoundCloud. And Shirley, uh, what are we are we running that t- today at six o'clock? Yes, we are. All right, so at six o'clock, if you missed it on Tuesday, you can check it out today here on uh, Pirate Radio. We got another podcast coming out shortly. Uh, Alan Thomas, at talked to lauren purdue who was a uh, usa uh, swimmer and she talked about her career and uh 
being from around these parts and also uh about what's going on right now at the olympics so stay tuned for that shortly as well uh got a lot going on here as we enter uh the month of august just a few days left in july and we are just about into uh full go football mode as we'll be covering some fall camp next week on pirate radio live that is exciting and uh, also be uh, getting you ready for the high school football season which we'll do coming up in hour number three of today's show with will bland uh, jh rose head football coach let's take a time out we got bryce williams joining us will bland as well maybe a pop-in visit from our old friend tony castleberry uh coming up in hour number three it's all ahead on pirate radio live we're back with you after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Keep your vehicle clean with the Pirates Cove Car Wash Fast Pass. The Fast Pass allows you to have unlimited car washes every month at every location. Pirates Cove Car Wash has locations in Greenville on 10th Street, Fire Tower Road, and Memorial Drive. Pirates Cove Car Wash, the ultimate car wash experience, and the official car wash of ECU Athletics. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Rock. All right, we got a fun hour three on tap because we got Bryce Williams joining us. We'll go pirate radio outdoors and get some training camp stories from bryce williams what's it like what is the lodging and food situation i got a lot of questions we'll find out uh from bryce williams as he joins us here we'll talk some jh rose football and some ecu football with will bland the former uh, pirate wide receiver is now a uh, successful coach with the rampants he will join us in the studio and our old buddy, Tony Castleberry, says he's 15 minutes away. Nice. So things could take a major turn when he joins us inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Uh, former ECU basketball beat writer for the Daily Reflector. Former regular on the sports bar. And uh, all around great dude, Tony Castleberry, doing some stand-up comedy tonight in Greenville. So we'll uh, talk about what he's been up to. And uh, we're going to be locked and loaded here. Hour three, we've also got a giveaway, Shirley Road, so we'll do that as well. We will take a timeout, come back, and you'll hear from the big fella to my left, Bryce Williams, when we return after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Thinking of remodeling your home or business, AG Home Solutions has been serving the remodeling needs of Eastern North Carolinians since 2017. The company specializes in additions, kitchen and bath remodels, historic preservation, commercial upfitting, and new construction. AG's Home Solutions offers a full-service design center and showroom, staffed with knowledgeable sales and designs consultants ready to help with any remodeling project. Visit aghomesolutions.com to get started today. 
Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Rock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday. We're going to have a full house here in a little while as uh, Will Bland, head coach at J.H. Rose, will join us. Also, our old friend Tony Castleberry, formerly of the Daily Reflector, now living in Wilmington. And uh, he's doing some stand-up comedy here tonight in Greenville oh. at Pitt Street. And I believe he's going to drop by the studio. Well, so we'll, uh, we'll have a full house with Bryce Williams, Uh-oh. who joins us today. We've got a lot to talk about with Bryce. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Good to see How you. Y'all doing? As always, we're great. Good. Uh, a few things, Bryce. We'll talk a little pirate football, but also uh, NFL training camps beginning mm-hmm. today. And I'm, I'm curious, uh, your memories, uh, mm-hmm. what you remember about that? i got questions for you, too. Uh, but when you think of NFL training camp, like what pops into your brain? Good stuff, uh, bad stuff, in between? I mean, yeah, I mean, kind of a little bit of both. Um, I mean, definitely, you know, it's exciting part of the time because it's like, all right, you've been through OTAs and everything and nothing solidified, really. Um, during that time, I mean, things, you know, obviously, unfortunate things can happen. You still get released. But, you know, training camp is... I mean, that's when you, you decide, well, am I going to make this team, practice squad, make the active roster, whatever it may be, where am I going to land, even if I don't make with this team, is someone going to pick me up? So, I mean, it's definitely... you got a lot on the mind. It's, there's a lot on the mind, so you're definitely thinking about that. You try not to let that get too overwhelming because you're worried about trying to be perfect during, you know, practice and learning everything. Um, it's definitely, but, I mean, it's super exciting. Of course, the hype. You know, with you know the you know NFL Network and all the sports stations is is exciting, and you know everybody's uh, coming in, and you know some guys you didn't see in OTAs and hype is a good word for it, Bryce because there's not much going on, but we're so thirsty for NFL coverage. Right. Every little thing. Oh, every, like, yeah. Wow, watch this receiver burn this corner on this one play, and we yeah. like overreact to it. Yeah, and it gets viral. Yeah, you know, all that. Um, I mean, it's exciting, and of course, you know. Um, it's just when you dang try to prove or try and prove yourself for once and um you know the training camp goodies is good the days are long <laughs> um but it's a good time and you know it was good and bad it is uh as a fan as a fantasy football player <laughs> as a uh a human being i hate it because when i think about it i think of injuries and oh yeah we've already had cam Akers, who was an impact running back for the rams go down before training camp even begins mm. uh and we're gonna see 10 to 15 pro bowlers probably have an injury during oh, pre- yeah. it just happens and it's yeah. always like non-contact freak stuff and it's part of the deal though I yeah guess. oh yeah and unfortunately i got hurt you know my rookie year training camp with the patriots i was you know of course we were you know actually full practice and um, I was blocking, and I guess a lineman, I came in, and that's when I, I guess, tore um, my MCL or something. So, I mean, that put me out for, sheesh, I think it was, like, close to three weeks. Mm. And, unfortunately, like they say, you can't make the club in the tub. And, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, that was my you know, status there because I got hurt. So, that was a huge bummer. You know, it's like, here I am, a rookie, coming in, you know, at the Patriots, and things are going well. And then I get hurt, and yeah. I'm just like, all right, well, that's wonderful. What is the uh, what's the lodging situation like at training camp? Um, pretty good. I mean, we're at you know the um, the hotel. You know, stay in the hotel, and you'll get a roommate and stuff. And I tell you, it's weird because you know I've had uh, multiple roommates will say during training camp, um, you know, you'll be there one day and uh, you know wake up one morning with one guy, go to the facility, and then you come back and you got another bag sitting on your uh 
on the another on the other bed or another room really and you're like all right well that guy's gone so uh <laughs> oh oh yeah that is kind of awkward it's right? weird yeah. i mean you're like oh so but i tell you i mean it's easy he didn't to, just run to the store and he's coming back he's gone, gone. no he's gone gone like we you know or i mean it's even like you go into the tr- the facility in the morning you're eating breakfast just hanging out and uh you go into position meetings and one guy's missing you're like uh what <laughs> you know it's or you know in in special teams meeting you're like wait where's this person and yep sure enough they call it they call it off the grim reaper so yeah um it happens so it's it's a crucial you know it's a uh gr- gruesome or br- i can't brutal i guess brutals maybe it works we'll go with both of them bruce uh yeah brusome. We'll, we'll go so you know it's exciting but it's it's very stressful so like are we doing like bed checks at night like is it that um you know strict did, when did we do when we went to panthers we were at wafford college yeah and I, maybe that's more mm, game week than training camp yeah i or? think we had a bed check yeah uh with the panthers we were at wafford college but i mean no i mean you're just did you even feel like doing anything at night after that grueling day you probably just wanted to no, chill anyway no right? chill and try and cram uh, the next place, you know, the Patriots yeah. and the Panthers, I came in, um, you know, during training camp. So I missed all OTAs, and OTAs is your learning period. So I was, my goodness, I'll stay up till midnight, you know, trying to um, study the play, you know, the next script. I'd at least, I'd get up with Garrett Gilbert, and um, huh. well, actually, I'd go to the front, I'd go to the uh, offense office, pick up the script for the next day so that I could be, you know, have everything you know in front of me and run through it with garrett gilbert and i would just sit there and draw read it and draw it out and obviously because you have the pictures and you'd read the play draw it out and then obviously see if you did it right so i mean i did that um all the training camp with the panthers to try and learn that playbook so <laughs> well for was, you that's interesting bryce like for it's different for different people but like i always I, I don't really think about that side of it is sometimes that as difficult more difficult than the physical side it's way more difficult really you got i mean you just gotta know the you know the plays in the panthers playbook my gosh that mess was complicated i it was the weirdest i think it was one of the weirdest playbooks even though it was, it was the old coordinator then um was it shula oh uh, yeah it was shula. shula and uh that playbook was super weird to me um and then the rams my not McVeigh's offense, but the Rams. Um, Jeff Fisher. Jeff Fisher's was, offense. Yeah. Who was OC? I can't remember his name. But that Schottenheimer, maybe. It might have been. I don't I can't know. Remember. I might be off. But uh, that playbook was super weird. But you know, Seattle's was easy. Um, Cardinals made sense. Patriots made sense. Um, I mean, so trying to learn the Panthers that far behind was pretty difficult. But uh, I mean, I grasped it for the most part and everything. But who the the mental side of it is way more stressful because you know running you know catching blocking doing all that stuff that's easy it's all right let's uh let's figure out what these plays are and especially <laughs> when what's tom brady obviously like like i said the patriots offense made sense so but when tom brady would say the play it'd be a thousand miles an hour oh like, yeah God, wait, what? you, hey, you and, don't uh, want to be that guy that no. has to ask a teammate hey what am i doing right? yeah and it was bad there's a lot of conversation on the on the uh, on the line that's for sure uh bryce williams joining us tony castleberry in the house you can come on in if you'd like tony and make your presence felt this could go wow. really great or really bad <laughs> oh my god i uh i was driving in 
What's up, buddy? Great I was, uh, yeah, I was driving in and I was like, am I going to, do I have time to go do this? And within 30 seconds of flipping over to the show, you said my name and I'm like, well, I got to go now. Yeah. I have to Pressure's come down. So yeah. what's up, guys? Well, Tony hey. Castleberry, formerly of the Daily Reflector, formerly a Pirate Radio regular, now in uh, Wilmington. No, I moved to Raleigh. Raleigh. <laughs> By way of Raleigh. Yeah, I went from Greenville to Wilmington and been in Raleigh for a year and a half. That tells you how much I've kept up with you. Yeah, yeah, I don't keep up with you either. It's on purpose. (laughs) It's mutual. It is mutual. Uh, You're lucky I'm here. And you are here to do some uh, comedy tonight, right? Yeah, I am. There's a really good open mic at Pitt Street. Um, My friend Matt Dameron, who lives in Rocky Mount, he runs shows in this area. Watch your language. I know. It's, it's kind of like damn Matterin, Matt Dameron, whatever. He um he has gotten this mic. Um, he didn't start it, but he's kept it going, and they moved it. They used to have shows upstairs there. You came to one, I think. That is a creepy room to be in. It's very small. All I can think about, if there's a fire, we're all going we're down. We're dead. Yeah. 100%. Um, heat rises. And... The uh, they moved it to a bigger room, Good. and I had told him for months. I'm like, I'm gonna come do the mic. I'm gonna come do the mic. Finally, getting around to it, and lo and behold, Matt's not here tonight. Um, so, but I'm still gonna do it. It should be fun. Crowds are You're great. You're gonna show up, and everybody's gonna be like, "Who's this guy?" Yeah, a hundred percent. Nobody remembers me. I invited everybody I knew here. Nobody has confirmed that they're coming yet, so we'll, we'll see. Sports trivia at AJ's. We're Believe me, we're, house. we're competing with you guys. Yeah. There may Good not be luck, anybody there except comedians, which is always great. What uh, what time are you personally going? On? Well, um, I'm going to go sign up. I'll be in the first ten, um, so in the first thirty minutes, I'll be there. But and stay for the whole thing. Right, but what time is that? Eight fifteen ish. Starts at eight. I should go up by eight fifteen, eight twenty. I would imagine, and man, I'm going to be so good. <laughs> I can attest. I've seen you twice. <laughs> once in uh, here in Greenville, once in Newburn. Yeah, came to Newburn for yeah. a show. God, I was, I was, I mean, I would like to think that I'm way better now than I was then. So what was that you, like two or three years ago? Yeah, it was at least two years ago. And um, yeah, I I can't even imagine how awful I think I was back then. Oh, shut up, Tony. Um, but I am way better now. Good. And uh, I think it's going to be a good time. I know uh, comedians like this. Hey, tell us a joke. <laughs> joke, uh, man. I've got all kinds <laughs> of vaccination <laughs> jokes. Oh, I've got... Topical. Uh, yeah. yeah, vaccination, COVID heavy. No, I don't do any of that. I don't do any of that. I talk about me and uh, all the crazy stuff. And by the way, before I forget, congrats on a two weeks sober, buddy. I'm trying to catch up with you. Yeah, man. How many years do I have to go? F- I'm five years in. That is amazing. Five years on June 3rd. Yeah. Um, I, uh, so yeah, I saw that on social media. Yeah. I'm kind of upset that you didn't share it with me personally since, I, we're, well, since we're close friends. But whatever. Okay, fine. I, I live in a different city now. knew I would see you, and uh, <laughs> we could talk about it personally. Uh, Good on you, man. Together. So, yeah, I'm trying to catch Tony Castleberry. You look great. Thank you. Thank uh, you. I'm trying. And uh, and there you go. All right. Uh, Bryce Williams here. I know. A, a real athlete in the house. And, and Will Bland has just walked in. Oh, my God. I mean, we're having a party here. Come on in, Will. This is going to be great. <laughs> it's already great. It's only going to get better. I now. know you were here when Will played. Yeah, 100%. How about Bryce? Bryce, were you here 
12, 13, 14. I was, I was drinking back then. You don't, don't remember, remember much remember. at all? No, no, I was. I uh, 100% was, yeah. You were covering the basketball team. I was. Uh, I was. Football as well. Yeah. Let's welcome in a former Pirate, head coach of the... What's up? How you doing? Good. Way too much J.H. Rose stuff on oh, for me. <laughs> as, a, as a Conley guy. Uh, pull that mic up close to you, Will. Will Bland is here. What's up, Will? Not much. Just got done with practice. How's, uh, how's everything going? When did y'all start practicing? Uh, well, you know, it's kind of like the, the OTAs that okay. we at the NFL, so it's not mandatory, but we, for the most part, we got all the kids out there working out, running, getting them in shape, and then we start next week on Monday. Now, when um, did you finish? When was your last playoff game? Do you uh, remember the date? Because this is the quickest turnaround yeah, you've ever been a month, part yeah. of. <laughs> what? The yeah, shortest offseason ever. Yeah. Uh, and you guys are right back at it. So oh, we'll, yeah. we'll talk some Rose football. Uh, we'll talk to Castleberry. If you have any question for Bryce, please chime in. Yeah, in fact, I'd like it if you'd step back and let me take over the show now right. that I'm here. This is how it guest. used to be when you come yeah. in anyway. Yeah, yeah, I don't let you get a word in edgewise. That's my favorite thing. Bryce, wrapping up the uh, the training camp conversation, I'm curious about food. What's <laughs> the food situation for you guys at right. NFL training camp? Oh, it's good. I mean, definitely probably the top well I mean, all the food was good but patriots they, I mean, we were having lobster macaroni and <laughs> wow. ribs i mean it was with whatever the, tom the Patri- said pretty much tom's menu <laughs> yeah but, but uh, luckily he wasn't yeah. on the tv 12 diet dude or it would have been some weird stuff <laughs> oh yeah but it was uh uh cardinals was good um and then the patriots were the you know i think was definitely the best and panthers were at Wofford college so it's almost like we had college cafeteria food. I don't know. So it was so-so. Sounds like you're not a big Panthers guy. <laughs> I'm not. You've already told us the story about them on draft night. Yeah, so, that yeah. That rubbed you the wrong way. So. Yeah. <laughs> Bryce Williams, not a Panthers guy. Shirley, let's take a time out. We'll come back. We'll talk some J.H. Rose football with Will Bland, Tony Castleberry making a rare appearance, and uh, Bryce Williams here as well. More to go on Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Live well, move more, and hurt less with Kinetic Physical Therapy. If you're recovering from an injury, getting back into sports, dealing with everyday pain or fatigue, the Kinetic Physical Therapy can help you get back on track and live well. Kinetic has nationally certified therapists for physical, occupational, speech, and massage therapy, all in a state-of-the-art facility on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. Visit KineticPTGreenville.com for more information. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Cliff Brock. All right, back with you on Pirate Radio Live. We had seven different conversations going at the same time during the break. Six of those, Tony Castleberry was leading. Yeah, well, I, I was told that I need to be further away from the mic. I feel like you could hear me from Charles Boulevard. <laughs> you do not need it. Now mic. he sounds too far away from the oh, mic. Okay. Bring him closer, but no, no, turn Shirley. his volume down. Okay. Shirley, how does this sound? That's much better. This is the sound of my voice. <laughs> how I am, does it sound? I am much happier now. 
<sighs> we were talking about uh, during the break the uh, the conference realignment, crazy stuff. And uh, Will, uh, have you talked to any of these guys in the the coaching world about Oklahoma, Texas going to the SEC? I mean, what do you think about it? Well, I, I, I talked to my real good buddy up there in uh, Oklahoma, and like he said. And I think they didn't even know that it was happening. So, they was like, well, you know, go from losing one game to now playing the SEC where everybody got defense there. So, he said, you go from losing one game to losing about two or three. So <laughs> It is not a player or coach decision. It is way above yeah, their way heads. Above their and mm-hmm. it has – I've always I've said it from the start that like from a competitive standpoint it makes no sense like you said yeah from a financial standpoint I guess it makes all the sense yeah. in the world so that's what is uh, controlling everything with these decisions I uh, got Will Bland Tony Castleberry Bryce Williams hanging out in the Pirate Radio Studios Will let's get a uh, a JH Rose preview I feel like we just talked to you when you were in the playoffs not that long ago <laughs> but now we're getting ready for uh, a, a real fall season and. Uh, you guys uh, had a fantastic spring season, looking to carry that over. How much uh, did you lose, Will, from the team you just had on the field to to this season? Well, you know, we lost our, our quarterback, we lost starting quarterback, and we lost our do-it-all Kevin Hamilton, the wide receiver yep. guy. Um, but we gained some guys off, and so uh, we should be pretty good on We got most of the receivers coming back but Kevin. Um, we got a JV quarterback who had a phenomenal offseason the month he had, and um, he's going to start for <laughs> us. <laughs> uh, he can throw the ball. Uh, he can put it on the money. And then we got a uh, young, young offensive line. So uh, I think we have one junior and everybody else is either sophomore. We talked talk about that short offseason, uh, Will. And I guess there's a lot of, what, strength and conditioning, weightlifting usually in the offseason. What was this offseason like for you? <laughs> what did you do? What did you not do? Well, I know when we finished up, uh, we I gave the kids a month off because we were about to get ready to start back. I think we finished in May. Uh, but they got the whole month off, and then we started lifting. Coach King does a great job with them, um, getting them there and lifting. But it's all the kids. The kids want to be better. They saw how good it was last year. And, like, just telling them, hey, we got lift weights today, and then having most of the team there doing it, it has been great. So um, we're very excited. I think we got about 80 kids in our program right now. Wow. So, um, you know, you got to train the new freshmen that, because you remember the freshmen didn't play for two years. The A grades, they, they oh, missed dang. a whole wow. year. Oh, that's right. So yeah. They, 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 they're ready for it, but um, we, we ran them yesterday and they <gasps> <laughs> I didn't know it was like this. Yeah. <laughs> well, I always ask the veteran coaches this. I remember I asked Paul Cornwell over the years and others, and I'll ask you as a former player and now a coach, like how have the numbers changed at, high, at the high school football level? Because with all the stuff about health and safety, with other stuff to do now, the numbers seem to be dwindling. You, I, I, 80 sounds like a good number, though, yeah, right? It, like, it, yeah, for us it is. I, I know I talked to a couple coaches where their numbers are not where they need to be, like 40s, 30-something kids and stuff. But we're very lucky to have the kids that want to come out and they want to play. Um, a lot to do with a lot of kids, especially last season, got scared. All right, what if I did catch COVID? Or, you know, they might have an older relative in the house. And, you know, right. COVID was affecting a lot of the older crowd. So that, that hurt us a lot because a lot of kids didn't play last year because they had to protect their family members and stuff. So I'm thinking that we're getting a little – hopefully we're getting a little hold on what's COVID doing and then we get a lot more kids to come out and participate. Participating in football. 
Will Bland joining us uh, another year of Michael Allen uh, toting the ball, right? All right, right. He smiled when I said that. <laughs> yeah, and that's the, you know, he's our, our big threat. I mean, he's a home run hitter guy. Uh, he runs 4-3-5. Um, he's committed to NC State, so, you know, everybody's know who Michael Allen is. But, you know, we can use Michael as a decoy. Uh, you know, we lost him um, the second game last year, and we still was able to run off six in a row. So uh, we got a lot more weapons, yeah. uh, but, you know, just having that guy on the field and um, defense having to keep their eye on him has been a big plus and I think he's gonna have a really big year this year because you know he had a lot to prove um he didn't finish the season last year but um I think if he stay healthy he'll be a big problem for our new conference we got I try to uh, avoid the the COVID stuff and, and the news but it is part of what's going on and Will you had so many restrictions last year practice was different uh, thought we were on a pretty good path for this season. We knock on wood, we are. But are there any restrictions right now for what you guys can do while out on the field? Only the heat. Uh, it's been <laughs> hot down here, so uh, we got to make sure we got our athletic training. They make monitoring the humidity and stuff. In the last two, what is last three days, we were able to go outside. I heard you and Bryce talking about oh, yeah. that. So there's like a heat if it hits a certain if amount. It, yeah, if it hits like 90 on a wet bubble, I don't even know what that is. But, <laughs> <laughs> but we can't go outside. So, um, but we're fortunate enough to have an indoor facility. We got um, two gyms that we can send our varsity indoor and our JVs in the gym and um, get some work done. Wow. Will Bland joining us. Bryce, uh, what do you remember about your old uh, summer high school days? There were are good. those good memories? When you, yeah, those yeah. were good. Those are fun. Um, of course, high school football was a blast. And uh, like I said, we did the running. Um, there are not many hills out this way, but um, <laughs> we, ran, you know, we ran hills. Uh, you know, back in Davidson County and everything, but it was a fun time. I enjoyed like the seven on sevens and then, you know, doing seven on sevens against other high schools and everything. And of course, it's I'll see, you know, big excitement for the um, upcoming season, but it was a good time. Speaking of that, Will, did y'all do the Beast of the East yeah, at ECU? Yeah, we actually came in uh, fourth place. Nice. Yep. So we uh, finished out the run up. We did pretty good. Um, I think we lost. Who we lose to? I want to say. Southern Durham, but we didn't have Michael because they was in the playoff for baseball. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Uh, Bryce, have you? Uh, and I'll ask. I'll open this up to everybody. I just started binge watching Friday Night Lights for the first time. Mm-hmm. Anybody seen it? Seen oh, the yeah. movie. The movie's great, not the TV it. show. Yeah. So do you know Riggins from Friday Night Lights? Because he, um, you look like him. I was wondering. <laughs> wait, is he, that him? He even uh, has the hair that you used was to have. Riggins, the he was a fullback. Oh yeah, yeah. I know. He was he kind was, of Tim a jerk. Was his dad. Yeah, in the movie. Yeah, in That's the movie. Right. Mm-hmm. In the movie. Oh, so he was a he was a character in the movie. Uh-huh. He was a real mm-hmm. player. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember the movie. I remember Billy Bob Thornton yeah. was the coach, right? Yeah, fantastic. Great <laughs> so, speech. But I'm on yeah. the show. Great motivational right oh, speech yeah, in that it was. movie. All right. I'll have yeah, to go back and watch the movie. Yeah. I have a football story uh-huh. just to show you how much stuff has changed. All right, let's hear it. When I was in seventh grade playing quarterback in practice, ran an option right to my man peanut bernard fulp (laughs) fastest dude in the county and county are we in this is stokes county okay um and i could never get the option right i was always messing it up and coaches got on me finally i got it right i stepped inside drew the defensive end to me pitched it to peanut perfectly but as i pitched it ronnie mitchell i'll never forget hit me so hard it knocked me out okay (laughs) Smelling salts is the next thing I remember. I'm laying on my back in the locker room, and I wake up to smelling salts. I sat out one day 
of practice and went right back. Oh, yeah. Now, this is in the 80s. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying it was better back then. It wasn't. It was yeah. clearly much, much worse. I should not <laughs> have been allowed to go back in. But uh, I played football for about another week after that, and I never played again. I was like, I think I think Ronnie was sending me a message that I did not belong on the football wow. field. Yeah, that ain't happening now. <laughs> no, is no it, way. A week, is it a week? I think it's like a week you have to sit out and then take these complicated... Heck, even just just being normal without a concussion. The test? The test yeah. Okay, you have to remember yeah, like game pass. Yeah. Bryce couldn't do it without a concussion. Oh my, what the I gotta remember fifteen different things. So we before we started it, all the kids gotta take on the pre cutting test and it's like you to pass you fell and I was like, You pass? Nah, I fell because they, they said pick the color yellow. And every time I saw yellow, even if it wasn't white, I pushed the button. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it'll be uh, like say blue but it'll be in yellow yeah, you like, and you're like wait a second <laughs> I can't keep that straight no. that's too much even if I'm not concussed yeah. just curious were y'all in the all academic team <laughs> uh, <laughs> no <laughs> uh, and this is like this is a touchy subject but like do you guys could you count how many concussions you had during your playing careers like, like you had yeah. but defense you, yeah y'all I did you have some though I probably did you think I you did I took a shot the last thing I remember. Yeah. yeah. You remember that hit? What hit? I got angry. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's, that's scary. Uh, and, you know, but. Yeah, it was. I only had one that I really remember, and it was against Temple or whatnot, and I just sort of stayed on the field, and I remember yeah. in the backfield, mm-hmm. I was just sort of staring, <laughs> and somehow I knew the play. Yeah. I don't know. And yeah. why, you know, you, you say, like, well, why are referees or doctors making this decision? Because you guys, the players aren't going to They're going to stay on the field. Right. right. You oh, got to yeah. either keep your spot, keep your paycheck, or you don't want to let exactly. your teammates down. Right. Yeah, like, double-edged sword. So you're like, somebody's got to make the call for you. Exactly. You ain't going to do it yourself. So, so. I do, yeah, I'm sure you try to do your best to yeah. stay as, like, stable and zoned in as you can. And now they'll pull you right off if oh, you if, look a little wobbly. No, if, if you take do they a, do that in high school yeah, as well? if you take a shot yeah. through the helmet, you come, they're coming to get you. Mm-hmm. Rather you, like, you pop right, up or not. I don't care. They're coming to get you. Really? No, 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 come here. Yeah, I mean, yeah. do you think that's the right move? I feel like it has to be it, at this point, well, right? Because, yeah, you know, with our history, and that's why the rule got in place down here, because, you know, we had a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. Jaquan, so, yeah. Yeah, Jaquan died. And yeah. Now, I mean, it's, it's if they take a hit on Rose football field, then they're coming out the game. Yeah. The doctors are looking at them right there. Yeah. It's probably for the best. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. All right, let's, uh, let's get another break in. Shirley, we need to make somebody a winner right about now. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Tony, you're a Bubba Sparks guy, right? I loved Bubba Sparks so much that a girlfriend I had made a mixtape for me, or a mixed CD, and there were like five Bubba Sparks songs on He only had like two songs. I know. She was introducing me to Bubba Sparks songs, and we broke up not long after that. Sounds like a classic gal. Yeah. She was great. All right. uh, Shirley Rhodes, what are we giving away today? A large two-topping pizza, courtesy of Domino's. Domino's. Get the door. It is Domino's. 317-1250. What call are we looking for? Eight. Caller eight. 317-1250. More with Will Bland, Bryce Williams, and Tony Castleberry after this. You're listening.
listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Taking a look at your stock market report for today. The Dow was down 127 points and closed at 34,930. S&P was down eight-tenths of a point at 4,400, and the NASDAQ was up 61 at 15,018. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. And Clip, as we head back into the show, I was just looking at uh, the Twitterverse, and the Big 12 has sent a cease and desist letter to ESPN regarding conference realignment, the letter demands that ESPN end actions that may harm the conference and communication with Big 12 members over outcomes related to possible conference realignment. What does that mean? Like, stop talking about <laughs> it? Yeah, basically they sent a letter Cease to ESPN to say, shush it. Yeah, uh, I know you have... 24 hours of college football coverage. Don't mention that Texas and Oklahoma are leaving. <laughs> yeah, because, or, or you know. we're going to sue you. Or, uh, yeah, because, you know. That's strange. Um, Will, Tony, you guys uh, you guys ever fish? You into fishing? I used to fish all the time. I haven't been in forever, and I miss it. Okay. Will, you a fisherman? Nah, nope. I ain't got the patience for it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh-uh. Well, that leads us into our weekly segment, Pirate Radio Outdoors with Bryce Williams, oh. where he tells us what he's been up to on the water oh, yeah. the nice. previous weekend. So, Bryce, what have you done since we last talked to you last week? Well, of course, you know, I was out on the water um as i try and they always start that way yeah it's important for fishing (laughs) yes oh yeah (laughs) that is true uh on my boat i guess i could say uh, it's a good place for fishing fishing pole Uh, but uh now we went out on uh sunday morning i took uh, anna's grandpa and uh her cousin out and um we started on top out in the pamlico and of course we wanted we got out there at 5 20 so before the sun was up, Yikes. trying to get that early topwater bite. Okay. Um, unfortunately, we chased the topwater bite for about hour and a half. Too long. Yeah. <laughs> Wheels out. And uh, unfortunately, well, I only had one blow. I had two blow ups. Now what and- is? I know what that is. Okay. Yeah. That's when a fish will attempt to hit the top yeah. water, and, and the water goes around it, and you think he's going to take it, but he doesn't. Yeah, he just goes and misses, and you're so, like, well, that so, go? So you make me mad, then. So yep. <laughs> exactly. Impatient and yeah. angry. <laughs> <laughs> so we got that, but, you know, it gets better. So, of course, we chased that for, like, an hour and a half, maybe two. But uh, then we're like, man, we got – of course, it's, you know, it's the first time taking uh, her grandpa – and I'm like, gum, I gotta get on those fish. And yeah, he, a little he, pressure. Yeah, he was, pressure. he was joking. I know it was like because we gave each other hard times, and I know he was giving me a hard time, but I know it was somewhat like you know he's taking a hit. So I was like, man, I gotta get him. Like inside, I'm like, man, I gotta get him on the fish, or this is gonna be terrible. <laughs> and uh, so we're, you know, the top water bite was off. I'm like, all right, I gotta regroup. I was like, all right. I looked at my maps. And I had some spots picked out. I'm like, all right, we're gonna head this, you know, head over here. And fish some some rock walls and all that, and um, and I went there. They had their lures that they wanted to use, and I was using mine. Well, bam! I was on top of the flounder. I mean, hammer. I bet I probably caught like twenty. I bet I caught at least twenty some fish that Dang. day. That's fishing with. Yeah. Uh, you can we, do that. We yeah. found them. I mean, I found a spot, 
And uh, so then we call him Grand Danny. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, I like that. And so he's like, you got any more of those uh, Z-Man? I'm like, <laughs> I said, oh, yeah, I got them. So, of course, I handed him one. And then uh, Anna's cousin was like, you got another one? <laughs> you so were the dealer at that so point. Say I found, uh, figure out to find the lure that they were wanting. And we ended up, he ended up catching several fish, and her cousin caught a bunch of fish. So we, I mean, everybody's was, happy. We went from five. We went from five twenty. We got the boat ramp like five, but uh, got to fish by about five twenty, and we fished till like one o'clock. Man. So we were running around. Of course, I love running the boat. Um, so I mean, it was a, it was a long day, but thank goodness we got the fish. Yeah. But, uh, so it was go. a good one. It was a good one. Bryce, I uh, I did I did a little video on Sunday jokingly uh i walked outside and in the back field behind my house that uh there was three deer Uh-oh. two babies and i guess a mama oh yeah you did you couldn't shoot them or anything but <laughs> not, not yet you sound not so yet. disappointed well, for Bryce, i've never shot a deer but yeah. you know but uh i was just reading sports updates to him out loud so I, <laughs> to try to keep sharp you know uh, i told him great. usa basketball lost in the olympics uh the braves were trying to win a series and they were up looking hey at me, dude man. i tell you they're attentive they That's hear great. something that they don't know or see something <laughs> they got them ears up and they're they don't even blink so they're a great listener i'm gonna start they're running new listeners. jokes i'm gonna run new jokes by the deer in my backyard now like i'll do an open mic right there for the deer family that walks through there you know what the deer do in my neighborhood they eat my tomatoes oh yeah, yeah i can't handle that uh you've got an electric fence around i know i'm gonna do that oh, next um after i run some jokes by him we'll see how <laughs> yeah. we'll see how my set goes first well you can go over some pregame speeches yeah, yeah pump them up i ain't got no deers in my yard i got them squirrels huh? <laughs> you can try squirrels tougher to get their attention yeah. their yeah. yeah. attention span is not yeah. quite as good well you know if you can get their attention with a good pregame speech then your players exactly yep. all oh, in, yeah. so. you're killing it look so then my story about it you know when that commercial came out with that squirrel and um they've caused that accident and they yeah. were high five so every, oh, yeah. every squirrel i see i'm trying to hit yeah that's a different kind of uh, <laughs> hunting. That's the wheels kind of hunting. That's right it. He's in a comfortable car. You ever yeah. ate squirrels? AC running. Oh, yeah. Yep. You have eaten squirrels. Squirrels are pretty good. I like it. I've, I've eaten squirrel. Have you? Oh, yeah. It's like a darker No, nope. It's good. Okay. My grandma told me back in the day, the Depression, they uh, they would eat the squirrel brains. Oh, with, wow. Scramble them with eggs and oh, eat them. That's how bad the depression was, wow, guys. The brain is not that large. <laughs> <laughs> you know how many squirrels you have to kill exactly. to make a meal yeah. of squirrel brains? <laughs> Golly. Oh, I feel like, I feel like that could be a garnish on your egg. <laughs> Golly, you start trying to make as much eggs and squirrel brain. Golly. Oh, no, hold on. Go outside and get another one. Yeah. <laughs> Bryce, we've talked. So you you eat what you hunt and fish, mm-hmm. but you're also at the same time a picky eater, right? Like, Well, you don't like spicy stuff. I don't like we spicy about that. food. So what is, uh, let's, we'll go around the horn. What's the weirdest thing you've eaten, like mm. the most unique? Oh, gosh. Uh, yeah, so I really think like deer would be the most it? weird thing I've eaten. When I lived in Montana, um, a guy hunted bear and made bear jerky. Wow, mm, I've never never had a bear. And I was like, man, on principle, I don't want to <laughs> eat this because I don't know why you would want to kill a bear. You know what I mean? But I tried it and it was delicious. <laughs> oh yeah, bear, it was so bear good. Jerky, <laughs> bear meat's good. I mean, of course, you know, frog legs. And I think I fried chicken livers one time. Just oh, yeah. out of something. 
but probably frog legs all right yep. will how adventurous are you when it comes to eating i ain't that adventurous <laughs> <laughs> i try i try to eat my normal food but um, okay. my actually i ate gator before my wife and we were down in um, south carolina and maybe try gator i was like what did you just try something new i'll take that cheeseburger over there. <laughs> but i tried it and it's it's, kind of, it's gamey and I was like yeah. I really don't want to eat this Do they, eat. don't they like fry it is it like gator bites yeah. or yeah, is that yeah, how you yeah, ate yeah. it yeah. Mm-hmm. I've seen it I've yeah. never mm-hmm. tried it before yeah. I said I ain't done nothing to that gator uh-huh. <laughs> yeah exactly that's how I felt yeah. about the bear too and then like I said one bite I was like I need a bag of that <laughs> Yeah. jerky though it's hard if you make the jerky right I feel like the meat whatever kind of meat you're right, using doesn't really good. matter right. you know well, I mean? I've had, uh, well I'm thinking about it so Canadian ge- Canadian Geese, goose. Mm-hmm. Normally, I eat waterfowl, and I was like, well, let me, you know, I shot a goose one time, and my buddy was like, let me want to make jerky out of it. Wow. And it ain't good. No kidding. Canadian <laughs> goose tastes like mud. Nothing good ever came from a Canadian goose. No. <laughs> now, ever. How about American goose? Would that what? be different? I ain't got that lucky to shoot one. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Will will run over one one day, and you can make yeah, some jerky out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Call Bryce hey, they, if you yeah, they try to hold up traffic. Yeah. It's uh, middle of Highway 11 across the... Uh, hey, everybody stop for me. I don't know why we stopped yeah. I mean, you say that. My mom, like, almost died swerving out of the way of a cat in the road. Uh, like, it is almost, I hate to say it, like, yeah. better just to go straight ahead. I know, ahead. but who can really... Uh, not many people can commit to, like, yeah, I'm going to kill this animal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't have that bloodlust in my heart. I want well, to a, avoid it. It's a reactionary thing. It you is. see something, you dodge it. Also, yeah. if you see something, say something, Cliff. Thanks, Cody. That's his uh, second uh, <laughs> joke tonight. Yeah, yeah. Right? I'm killing it over here. Shirley, you're the pickiest eater in the room. Have you ever had like a uh, chicken before? Uh... <laughs> Have you tried pizza? What's the most adventurous you've ever gone on a fork? Um, <laughs> On a, a fork? That was a weird way to say <laughs> it. That was. <laughs> that was a very weird way of saying it. Um, let's see. I did try alligator meat. Hmm. Did not like it. No surprise. I inadvertently ate deer jerky. No, not deer jerky. Uh, deer meat. Hmm. Uh, I did not know it was deer meat because my brother-in-law has a sick sense of humor and <laughs> tricked me into eating it. It wasn't bad. I will say that. It was not bad. Uh, prob- and I've had deer jerky before. Deer jerky's good. Hmm. All right. I- I've eaten that. But that's about as adventurous as I go. Chandler, any weird foods? You know, like deer meat, uh, deer sausage. Yeah. I That's mean, some people it. It de- define weird food because he like I like sauerkraut. You don't see on a normal menu. Squirrel here. brains, for instance. Like pig, <laughs> pig, pig feet is a thing. Yeah, pig feet. I won't touch. I would try. I need to start sauerkraut. To a, I'll eat straight out of a can. We need to have a mystery oh, session. Hey now, thing at Pie Radio. No. interesting. Pig feet. Mm-hmm. I think I'll pass. Pig ears. ears are in there for what sure. Else is in there. Yeah. Uh, Seeing those, my grandma could get us some squirrel brain. Squirrel brain. I'll bring that in. Do you yeah. call them chicken feet? Oh, what's feet? that stuff that Wes chicken eats feet? all the time? Souse. Now, what is that? I don't know what that How is, but spell? it sounds gross and it smells. I gross. think it's guts. I think it's something's intestines, if Sauce I'm not mistaken. Um, in other words, it's gross. What about escargot? <laughs> what about snails? Anybody oh, ever had snails? Uh, supposed to be a delicacy i would never try it mm. i don't think unless we did it on a pirate radio mystery <laughs> food yeah. we got situation we got all right that might be a new segment that, look, tony's not gonna be here and will yeah so i'm going this to Bryce y'all here doing okay. it. yeah man if y'all want to do that y'all might want to go on survivor <laughs> clip would love that that would be great yeah uh all right shirley take us to break we'll take a time out oh, come back. No, we're out of breaks
You want to take an extra one? No. No. Leave it right here. No, no, no. I was going to say, we're we're out of breaks. All right. Well, we're fresh out of breaks. Guys, what do we do now? So, Castleberry, (laughs) you are, uh, we'll talk about what you got going on tonight. Okay. Um, You're going to be doing some comedy at Pitt Street. Pitt Street Brewing Company, 8 o'clock, open mic. I've heard it's great. I'm not living here anymore, so I don't know if it's great or not. But I'm going over there, and I'm going to tell some new jokes, and uh, yeah, should be good. I'm working on getting a set together. Um, Got some shows coming up later this month that i'm really excited about in some different cities so uh yeah come by if you want to see some new jokes a lot of good comedians from in and around the area should be there and uh yeah eight o'clock pitt street it's a free show guys okay that was gonna be my next question oh yeah that's pretty three dollars come on in 3.99 that's Uh, right we talked to wade mentor pa announcer for the carolina hurricanes a lot and he's been uh over the covid pandemic doing like improv zoom shows and stuff yeah without live audiences what have you been doing nothing dude i tried zoom comedy three times and that was three too many i Mm. did not like it one bit because yeah it's literally me sitting in my kitchen with the computer propped up on shoe boxes Mm -hmm. nobody around (laughs) there was one i did um where they allowed some vip people who bought tickets to enter the zoom room with us so you could hear their laughter and that, at least see a smile exactly or at least there were like seven people there right. giving you some kind of feedback but other than that it was literally just a computer and me and you know, it was not it's good. like playing a game or uh coaching a game without a crowd basically. it's oh, yeah. brutal it's different right it it's it's so not the same and uh yeah i was just like well i'm just gonna wait until i can go out and do real comedy again and a year later lo and behold i was out doing comedy there um, you go. it was a long time off but we're all happy to be back yeah it's fun good deal all right uh will uh east carolina begins fall camp next week i believe either monday or tuesday they'll get going when is the official first practice day uh for you guys high school monday monday man all right yep so it is here uh good wow. deal yep. Uh, hopefully, we'll all see a Parker's Barbecue soon for oh, Media yeah. Day. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, that's my favorite day of the year. Yeah. Oh, Get yeah. some uh, barbecue <laughs> and sides from Parker, from Billy Parker. Yeah, we got a new conference coming, too. That's right. Who's in, yeah, who's in the league this so year? So, now we got... So Texas. Al- <laughs> Oklahoma. <laughs> Alabama. Damn. No, so, we, so, we got... So, it's still South Central, Conley, New Bern, us. But then we bring in Jacksonville, Northside Jacksonville, and then Havelock's wow that is a loaded conference i haven't been here in years but i that's those are some heavy hitters yeah, right yep yeah, so they uh, they told us like look i got a little mini scc over there <laughs> yeah. uh, have you coached uh i guess you've probably been an assistant against your rams yeah Hawk i have rams. a matter of fact I, um, I won my before i became the head coach i won a jv game down there it was um 14 to 12 one overtime wow yeah. so uh his old uh stomping grounds yeah, there so. Good deal. Uh, so, Will, good luck uh, to you guys. We'll talk to you again probably before the season oh, starts. Right. But thanks for popping in today, man. No problem. And uh, Bryce, what's uh, what's next for you? What you got going on this weekend? Well, uh, I guess starting now, it is Anna's grandma's birthday today. Okay. Happy birthday. So we're going out to eat there. But uh, this weekend, I'll actually be headed to Winston because my brother, they'll be having their third kid Friday. So, baby boy. So I'm headed to Winston and... I think I'm going to be golfing with my older brother. So, is there a lake, a creek, anything you can fish in over there? I'm going to try, even if there's a 
pond on the yeah. uh, on the golf course. I'll try and do something. <laughs> I've caught some big fish out of golf course ponds. Yeah. Definitely. So I may need to bring a little rod with me and yeah, pull um, it out of the golf bag. Yeah. <laughs> so dude, I'll be uh, I'll be in Winston this weekend golfing, seeing my I guess soon to be little uh, nephew. So awesome, nice, an eventful uh, weekend. Another addition to the family. Good oh, stuff. Yeah. Castleberry, we'll uh, see you next year. Yep, I'll be back in 2022, not a day sooner. <laughs> <laughs> Tony was banned from the sports bar. I know. Yeah. It's unbelievable that I'm that back. we don't do show anymore. It feels very weird that I'm here, but thank you for having me. This is a brand new show. Brand and new. I... I I, we, I cannot have Troy D or Ellerby here. It needs to just be us. Okay, fair enough. So if you have me back, make sure they're not here. All right. Please. We'll, we'll make sure that happens. <laughs> All right, uh, Shirley Chandler, we will see you fine, folks, 3 o'clock on Thursday for an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. Touchdown, Tony Collins going to be joining us on the program. Coming up Friday, Donnie Kirkpatrick. Who coached Bryce? Coached me. Coached Will oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. Tony like, probably interviewed him. He follows me on Twitter. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, Donnie K will join us on Friday. We have other guests, but he probably could take up the whole show. He's the man. He likes to talk. He can talk. Yeah, he's a good talker. <laughs> uh, we'll talk some ECU offense with Donnie Kirkpatrick. Also, uh, preview the 2021 Memphis Tigers with the voice of the Tigers, Dave Wolosian. He'll join us Friday as well. Talk a lot of NFL, too. So, a lot to go the remainder of the week here on Pirate Radio Live. For Charlotte Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, Tony C., Will Bland, and Bryce Williams, I'm Cliff Brock. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.